What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Brave Podcast. This is episode three. Again, we still have no idea what the hell we're doing here. Um, we're probably going to say that for at least at least the next 45 episodes yeah for the foreseeable future um so yeah you guys might know me my name is angelo i am also known on youtube as exploring with angelo or Ange bona tv um i normally go on ghost hunts and go to abandoned places and do you know all sorts of weird stuff on youtube i am here with my amazing co-host Amazing. No one's ever called me that before. That's really nice. <laughs> My name is Mohammed. Everyone calls me Mo. On YouTube, I'm Moshi Yo. And we're here for the first time ever mm -hmm. with two guests. That is correct. Very so, exciting. based on the title, obviously, you guys know we are here with Freaktography, aka Dave. Hi, Dave. <laughs> 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 that was good. That was good. I like that. <laughs> so we got Dave here. Obviously, you guys know him. And then we've got Carlo Paloza. The Italian Stallion. The Italian Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, Carlo and Dave are both good friends of mine. We've known each other for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. uh, both of them are avid urban explorers um, who've been, you guys have been doing abandoned places a long, long time. 11 plus years for me. 11 plus years. Yep. Holy crap. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Carlo, how long have you been... <laughs> I think I'm at about the seven year mark. Seven so. years? Mm, that's cool. So is that 11 years and seven years on YouTube no. as well? You're just crawling into places, looking around and- Yeah, I started taking pictures in 2012 and I didn't get into YouTube until 2017 when we started hanging out. Amazing, Wow. Yeah. really good. You were the influence? Yes. Yeah. That's so good. Yep. I started on, like, I seen him doing pictures and all that kind of stuff first. So I jumped right into YouTube. I didn't do pictures and all that. He taught me the, the whole, taking pictures and doing all that aspect and I was teaching them the YouTube type thing. So I jumped into YouTube and then we met after that. That's so good. Hmm. That's amazing. So you were doing <clears throat> photography first, Dave. Well, <clears throat> I mean, if you want to call it photography. <laughs> I would call it, <laughs> it photography. Was more, when I first started, I had no clue. Yeah. I had a Nikon D50. I needed something to do, with, to do with my life. And I discovered urban exploring through just through a fluke. I was out on my birthday. Mm -hmm. And this old friend of mine was telling me about this uh, abandoned haunted house in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Mm -hmm. He's telling me this crazy story about this house. They went on a ghost tour. And that apparently the, the man who lived in this house with his family kept having these weird paranormal experiences. And finally, they'd had it. Something happened that pushed him over the edge. He packed up his family, whatever belongings they could, and they left. Wow. And nobody's lived in that house ever since. And this was years ago. And this was in Niagara-on-the-Lake, mm -hmm. where every house is beautiful. And there's this one street full of beautiful houses and one abandoned house that nobody has lived in ever since. Somebody just bought it. Oh, okay. And now it's actually been refurbished. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. But anyways, that story got me interested. I went online. I started doing a little bit of research about that house. And then I found this whole community of people that basically go into these abandoned buildings, take pictures and put them on the internet. Yeah. And that's how I got into it. Hmm. That's pretty cool. So yeah. you just kind of like learned on, you see, you're basically self-taught. One hundred percent, yeah. Because I had I had the camera at the time, no idea how to use it. Yeah. I used to do this thing where I would go and, and, and set up a picture, mm -hmm. and then I would turn my camera like this and tilt it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'd have crooked ass pictures, no yeah. clue. I, you know, he still shoots on auto mode, but I, I've I've developed a yeah <laughs> learning how to use manual. I, I mean, <laughs> to, to be honest, 
I still use auto <laughs> yeah. mode. So I know how to use like some of the manual settings, like you know, yeah. change the aperture and all that fun stuff. But honestly, I just don't have patience for it like you do. I don't. I've so I've been on shoots with you before. I remember yeah. we did the uh, what the hell was it? We did the, the, the Nazi house. We did. Oh yeah, we did yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I've seen like the way Dave has his like he's he's got like a system and mm-hmm. he's just like moving from part to part of the building like all over the place he'll be there for like hours just doing one shoot That's yeah amazing. it's so. uh it t- I, I do take a lot longer mm-hmm. these days it, it's with every new social media channel that comes out my i take longer yeah so it used to just be pictures now then it went from pictures to doing youtube videos then it went from doing pictures and youtube videos to doing reels mm-hmm. to doing mobile shots for instagram to doing facebook reels to doing tiktok reels like, holy shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it takes it's a lot it really is yeah. and uh anyways yeah so so i started off just uh figuring out how to use the camera and i really started with not knowing anything to figuring out how to compose a shot then i basically worked myself from uh, aperture mode to uh shutter priority then to manual mm-hmm. and then learning to work with focus with exposures and i mean it's a constant battle constant learning yeah i bet i mean there's always things are consistently changing right yeah. so yeah. i even see with my friend uh chelsea you've probably seen mm-hmm. uh lacy decay she's does basically the same stuff right yeah and she's more or less the same but it's funny though because she has to more or less set the camera and then she's also the model right so she'll be with lamar so she'd be like she'll set it up and then she'll hold it in place and be like okay lamar <laughs> shoot Right, yeah. and so she has to go and do her like little poses or whatever, right? And Can you do that pose? <laughs> I might. Can you pull that pose off? Do you want me to? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Take a screenshot, quick. <laughs> so I think one of the funniest shoots when I was with them uh, in Nova Scotia, we went to this haunted house, and uh, they were doing a shoot where. What was it? So it was Lamar was dressed up in like this demon costume, and Chelsea was obviously like in front of him like scared with her little scared uh-huh. face and then she had lamar with her his like demon claws like wrapped around her and i'm like bro you gotta do one of those with me <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's literally on my instagram i think it's like i thought it was the funniest thing at the time that's and good chelsea took the shot and she edited it for me and sent it over and i'm like cool that's, that's awesome good. yeah i just thought it was hilarious but uh yeah do you guys remember like what your first explore was um you want to go first? You go first. All right. Uh, yes. My very first Explorer, it was a house in uh, Omaha, Ontario, which is near Milton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just driving around. And at the time, I knew nothing about how to find locations. I was just driving. I had no access to a database, no friends to share with. So it was all up to me. And I found this house in Omaha, Ontario. It's actually still there. And I was way too scared to go inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a terrible picture. It's all blown out. But that was my first. But my first interior is a whole other story. And it was on Tremaine Road between Burlington and Milton. And I go up and I find this house and I, I, I go up the driveway. Um, I go inside and I, my heart is freaking pounding. I'm so nervous that I'm going to get caught. You know, there's going to be wild animals or something. Yeah. I go inside and I'm just like taking my pictures and I go up to the top of the stairs and I'm upstairs now. And I hear the front door open. Mm. And I, the hair on my arms stood up. I froze. You were already inside. I was inside the house. Yeah. First time ever being inside an abandoned house. Mm-hmm. I hear the front door open. I hear the sound of 
uh, footprints or like, like a dog yeah. running after me. And I, I froze. I just froze. And then I heard something hit the front door. Yeah. So now the front door slams shut a second time. But I don't hear anybody. All I hear is the sound of something running. Yeah. Well, it all went away. Everything stopped. The noises went away. And I was like, hello? Nothing. So there was nobody there? Well, there was nobody there. As far but, as you saw anyway. Well, I went downstairs yeah. and I realized what it was. It, yeah. was, it, was, a, uh, it was a raccoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it ran it ran down the stairs yeah. and ran into the door. Wow. Okay. And then it kept running trying to get out the door and then it ran and opened the door and got out of the house. Wow. That was my very first experience in an abandoned house and mm -hmm. it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I you think, kept going back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to this day he's still doing the same thing. I think one yeah. of my I think I had an experience that was kind of similar. Just like a door opening and closing and hearing some weird noises and I'm like what's going on in here? Yeah. And I was so new to it that I was just like freaked out like is somebody in here and whatever. Uh, um, it's definitely a nerve-wracking experience. Right? Oh, now I mean a house now is like nothing but Oh yeah. Yeah. But now we just walk time. in like, you know, nobody cares, yeah. right? Yeah. So what about you, Carlo? Do you remember your first ever explore of an abandoned place? I do. It was actually in Hamilton on Upper James. Like uh, when you go to Upper James and you're going towards Mount Hope, there's mm -hmm. a Kia dealership. Okay. Right beside the Kia dealership, there's three tiny houses. Okay. Uh, the first house I did is actually on my YouTube channel. The pictures are there. Mm -hmm. The second and third house, only pictures because my card got corrupted. Okay. But uh, I would be, because I worked at the airport before, right? Yeah. And I'd go from Hamilton to Mount Hope to go to the airport, and I'd see these houses. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this. So I, obviously, I'd watch other YouTubers, like, at the day, in the beginning, like, Josh, uh, Adam Nawu were my two mm -hmm. guys that i go to, and I'm like, you know what? Photography. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see, I see those guys, and I'm like, you know what? I see some houses. Why not? I bought a cheap little camera. I bought a... Crappy Nikon. Um, <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to go in and take pictures. And then I came back with the, the camera again and I just did video too. Wow. Okay, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I started off by watching both of you guys too. You, Mo, who else was around? Uh, Jamie. Jamie Ridden Rider. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jamie Ridden Rider. Um, Josh, of course, mm -hmm. in the US. Yeah. I just thought it was like so fascinating. I'm like, hey, if these guys can do it, I think I could do it too. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so who did I meet first? I think I started talking to you first out of everyone, I think. No, no, really, no. So I, I think what it was, um, it was Bruce Beach, the, yes. the doomsday shelter. Yeah. The, yeah what yeah. the heck did he call it? The Ar uh, Arc 2? The Arc 2. I think two. it was called. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that place, but for those of you who don't know, the Arc 2 is this... Uh, basically nuclear shelter that this man built when was it like 20, 1982 Jesus. Wow. 44 school buses underground wow. yeah and it's like and then he what did just poured like solid concrete on top yeah um and then like a huge layer of earth and it's cool too because i learned this from him so apparently uh nuclear radiation can't go around corners so That's right. they purposely add a bunch of diagonal corners so you basically why i remember going into this place and uh it's kind of scary to say the least. And, like the first time was a little scary with all the lights off and stuff. Yeah. So you have this 90 something year old man named Bruce. <laughs> He's unfortunately passed away now. What was it, like a year, two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Yeah. Um, really cool dude. Like really, honestly, very wholesome. His, uh, his, I remember his wife was still around mm -hmm. completely deaf and she was just like, hello there. Yeah. <laughs> when you'd walk into the house and she'd come and she'd be like, Pib? And I'm like, I didn't even know what a pib was, but apparently it's like a knockoff Dr. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper, yeah. 
<laughs> so she'd come in offering you the pib and basically he would take you around inside of his nuclear shelter in exchange for like a half an hour to an hour maybe two hours worth of work yeah sweat labor so, how, what would they call it how many, how many um, hours so, um, i don't know a couple hours maybe at best called it sweat equity or something like that yeah. you have to go in put in the work yeah. and then he'll take you to the bunker yeah basically so <laughs> i took you you and i did it you got off easy I, was like, I got off easy. Yeah. I had, I dude, I tore something in in somewhere in my body. I think like my shoulder <laughs> helping this dude. Like, so what he wanted me to do, I don't know if you remember, there was a car sitting almost directly in front of the shelter. Yep. It had been sitting there for so long at that point that uh, I think he was trying to fix the brakes. And obviously the dude's like 90 years old, so he can't do it himself. So he's trying to get me to like take the the what do you call it? like the the bolts off mm -hmm. of the caliper like the caliper yeah and they were so seized on i was like <laughs> fucking reefing on this thing with like a <laughs> giant breaker but nothing and i was pushing and pulling and um i think i had oz with me that the two of us couldn't do this thing and then at some point like the next day i'm like yo what did i do to my shoulder <laughs> like i screwed up right and i kind of felt it right away i'm like uh oh I did something yeah. and for like months and months after that it hurt but then he took me around he didn't uh, I wasn't able to do it like very long I think I had like a half an hour so I just kind of ran through the place and experienced what it would be like if you know World War three started yeah and you know the Russians started dropping the nukes on us <laughs> and what it would be like to live underground for a few months and let me tell you it wasn't pretty so did you went to Carlo yeah, yeah. We, when we went mm -hmm. How much, how much work did we do? We did at least four to five hours. We, we started with moving furniture. Mm -hmm. he, want, he had his, one of his daughters was going to come live with him. So we had to move furniture around. We had to move a bookshelf and the house was dusty as shit. Yeah. And we had to move books off of a shelf, move the shelf into a bedroom, move a couch into this bedroom, move this bed downstairs. Everything we moved, the poof of dust, you know, right yeah. in our faces. And then we had to go outside and we had to clean out. He had these Culligan... Uh, salt water containers yeah and he and they were full of caked on salt and he had us clean them um that wasn't too bad i went twice mm -hmm. my first time i went i had to cut his grass and he has a big yard mm -hmm. so i cut the lawn and then he had me build a garden for his wife <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah <That's amazing. laughs> i had to build a garden for his wife so she could go and sit on her walker and plant plants yeah and um yeah and then the second time we went so the first time i went was so i could have the tour mm -hmm. just me and i wanted to do a video and get a tour and when i was talking to him and finding a date i asked him if i could spend the night i said you know you built this bunker mm -hmm. it's got electricity it's got everything i need can i spend the night it was the fire department right yeah he yeah. said i had the same issue yeah he I, said, I tried to I do the same you, thing if i let you the fire department will come and yeah. they'll shut me down yeah well am i ever glad i didn't because mm -hmm. that air was so disgusting in there oh yeah the entire from the top to the bottom and the lower you got it was damper and mm -hmm. damper and it was moldy of course like yeah. he was hacking up a lung in there this oh, 90 year old yeah. guy and uh there's no way anybody would survive yeah. a week in this place in in any sort of a nuclear situation. I mean, at the end of the day, where would you rather go? Right. <laughs> True. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. like it's it's a crappy situation to be in there in the first place, but yeah. I mean, at least you have the chance of survival. Yeah. But the uh, the second time I went was when I brought Carlo. Yeah. And I had this idea. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to do a parody song of the the Lizzo song oh uh, Tr God. Truth Hurts. So I had written the lyrics to Truth Hurts. But I called it tooth hurts. 
<laughs> like I got a toothache. Yeah, because he had like a, a dentist chair away, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, how are we going to do this? So Carlo and I, we did an Ikea bomb. Mm -hmm. So we went to Ikea with my, cam with my camera, and Carlo filmed me in Ikea singing. Yeah. Right? And hanging out in, in an Ikea kitchen, you know, eating candy and junk food. And then we went to Burlington Pier, and we did some shots there. Then I needed the dentist office for the because obviously I need a dentist and I need somebody to do my teeth. So Bruce had this terrifying dentist office and dentist chair in the bunker. And so I asked Bruce if I could use it for this video. And he says, of course. So I brought Carlo. We went to the house. We spent a couple of hours doing work. He actually gave me the keys to go ahead to the bunker on my own. Well, I needed him to be my dentist. I needed a creepy old dentist. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I asked Bruce, I said, will you be my dentist? And he's like, oh, okay, sure. So I said, we're going to go and start filming. And then you show up in about an hour, and then when we're ready, you can do the dentist scene. So Bruce shows up, and I brought like a drill, and I brought fake teeth and fake blood, and I brought a, a pair of pliers. <laughs> so oh I have God. this scene in the video where I'm sitting in the dentist chair, and he takes the pliers, and he yanks my tooth out. No. And then I did a close-up of the tooth, and I just had dripped blood on it. So all this wow. blood drips off the tooth, and Bruce was awesome. Okay, like, so... Did he actually pull your tooth out? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Uh, he was such a trooper. He did such a good job. Yeah. And uh, it ended up being really good. And Carlo helped film. It was <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. That sounds I'm, incredible. So sorry. He he had a dentist office built into the bunker. What else was he prepared with other than Well, he had office? he had uh, radios. He had Giger counters for the radiation. Wow. He sense. had the the main purpose of the bunker was for women and children. Okay. The men would be out scavenging and surviving. Mm -hmm. And it was for, he had daycares set up for children to live wow. in. So it was full of children's toys. And then they had these like bunk beds that were child-sized bunk beds. So he could fit some, some ridiculous amount of children and women. So wow. that the men would be out surviving and saving the world. And the women and children would live in the bunker. And this would be the replenishment of society. That's the future of humanity living down yes, there. Yes, exactly. That's, that's exactly his thought. So wow. it had... He had like all kinds of like food. He, he had big glass things full of candy, like M and M's. Oh wow! Yeah, he had a full kitchen set up. It was it was very very well planned out mm -hmm. at the time. If if something happened in the 1980s, I have no doubts that it would have worked. But moving mm. into the 90s and the 2000s, it, you know the technology it's just dated. I feel yes, and his power system was outdated and then it was just running off of a generator mm -hmm. <laughs> gigantic yeah. diesel generator so down there yeah. the closer you got to the generator it just stunk yeah mm -hmm. so imagine being down there i mean who knows how long you would have had to be down there if something like that actually happened yeah. but yeah. after a while it's like that's all you smell yeah you just smell diesel fumes and he kept yes. buying gas he would buy gas and fill and fill jerry cans just in case yeah right. and now i'm talking like right up to the end he mm -hmm. would go out and buy gas and then him and his wife would run out of money, so he Aww. would use the gas that he bought for the shelter. Then he'd have to go out and buy new gas because it would go bad, right? So he was fully prepared right up to the end to wow. use the bunker, wow. even though there's no way in hell it would have worked. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he, was, he was ready. But So I think there's two of them, though, right? So I think there's one somewhere in the U.S. because mm -hmm. As far as I remember, he was part of some like organization. The yes. reason why they built Arc 1 and Arc 2. That's right. Right? So yeah. the Arc 2 was here and the Arc 1. I don't remember where I don't know anything set. about the first one. Yeah, mm. I know it's somewhere. But now that he's passed, like, is someone taking care of this yes. place? Yes. So his family has... So he died first and then his wife died. 
Oh, I didn't even know she died. Yeah, she, she died a die? year, about a year oh, later. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so then it went to the family. Mm-hmm. And there's a family friend who maintains Bruce's email database. Right. And so she'll still send emails every once in a while. And they'll do a call for help to come work on the punker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. Yeah. But the family still owns the land. Wow. But obviously, it's probably just going to end up getting filled in or something. Yeah. You know? Who knows? I yeah. mean, the the I, I imagine the property is probably pretty valuable these days, right? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, there's nothing there where yeah. it is. You know, like it's in Hornings Mills near Orangeville. Yeah. And and Shelburne, but even there, like, there's still no sprawl there. So yeah, yeah. But eventually, I, I imagine there's because they're starting to build. I think in Shelburne, so that's not yeah. far from there. So I yeah. imagine eventually, you yeah, know, they might start filling it in. So, but yeah, that was the uh, Arc Two shelter. I thought that was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. um, the way that I was intru- well, the way we introduced got introduced to each other, I guess, was through that because I think you had filmed it a week before me. Right around the same time. Yeah, yeah. but I have a habit of filming something then literally within like 30 seconds I post it, right? <laughs> so I probably ran home that day. I'm like, man, this video is so cool. I'm going to upload it like right away. It's going to do amazing. So I went and uploaded the video and of course it got demonetized for some reason, but I got a manual oh, man. request. Did I think it, really? it was just, it did, yeah, for some odd reason. I think it was just because it's like nuclear related somehow. Um, I don't know why, but you know how YouTube is. Yeah. They just do stupid things um but yeah so i remember i posted the video and then i think you were getting your video ready mm-hmm. and uh i think you had either commented or you messaged me on instagram or something yeah i think then, i messaged you yeah and then from there we kind of followed each other and then yeah. started talking because i didn't know of anybody else who had done it and then i saw that you yeah. did it and there you go i just thought it was intriguing i mean it was totally. such a unique location like you said it probably wouldn't have worked today <laughs> yeah i mean is what it is i suppose but yeah. did you yeah. post your video on that oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. So. i actually to me that place is kind of cool like, it was it's, yeah it's yeah. you know it was outdated but i think it could have lasted even if we went into a world war now to be honest possible i mean i mean like i said where else like, would look, you want to be if, like look yeah. at the front doors that we need to go through oh man that oh, was yeah. crazy yeah because he had a couple break-ins yep. right yep. and he he made the door more solid mm-hmm. so no one could break into this place anymore and the only way you can get in now is that front door that's right yeah yeah and when you went in when we filmed me and you, you had to crawl in there by yourself in the dark to find where the I generator was. I had to find was. the generator, turn on the right. generator, yeah. put in the gas, yeah. and pump it up. Yeah, because you can't open the <laughs> yeah. generator silo from the outside. It's no. got to be from the inside of the yeah the bunker. That's yeah. Right. So. Well, that's pretty cool. But yeah. um, how did you guys meet exactly? That's a funny story. I'm actually uh, not at all prepared to answer that question. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really curious because I don't really know this. Oh, so you do? Oh, so you are prepared. Okay. oh my god! I see. Uh, I see. Dave's got his phone so ready I, here. <laughs> Seven years ago, <laughs> Carlo, just uh, pull the mic a little bit closer, like right Jesus, like low, lower, a little oh, bit lower. Okay, yeah, there. it's just having a hard time. Oh. I can hear it in the headphones. It's okay, having a hard good? time. Yeah. That's a little yeah, better. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it looks so like it's about seven to read a poem. years ago, I got a message on my freaktography Facebook page okay. from a guy named Carlo Pelosa. <laughs> hey man, I... <laughs> this is a love story I'm about to hear. <laughs> it is, dude. It turned into a true, uh, a true bromance. I would call it. Hey man, I let. <laughs> hey, one more time. Hey man. I like your locations and all your picks. I know I shouldn't be asking, but if you have any locations are you willing to let me know about, I'd love to check them out. I just started into this, got myself two DSLR cameras. I do YouTube videos of abandoned places. Love to take pics. 
you can check me you can check me out on YouTube to see I'm not out to vandalize anything that isn't mine just to show people cool places and etc if you don't want to reveal any location I'm fine with that I have a bunch of people already telling me some locations or even if you want to come out and join in my videos here's my YouTube channel www.youtube.com slash the cyber realm check it out even subscribe. That's bull. That's bull. That's bull. Was that actually the real? Thanks for your time, and hopefully, I'll see you out there sometime. Oh my god, that's I amazing. did not reply to this message. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, poor Carlo. <laughs> you, you did it, you son of a gun. <laughs> and that oh was the beginning God. of a beautiful friendship. So yeah. then, uh, <laughs> I did not reply to that message, but the, the way we first met is the Cat Lady House in Burlington. Okay. And uh, I had filmed, I mean, I was the first to find it, the first to shoot it, first to take pictures of it. And then it got really trashed and then mm -hmm. carlo was probably the last person ever to get there <laughs> but he yeah. wanted to use my footage of the cat lady house so i i had let him use my pictures and he had messaged me about that so that's how we kind of got to know each other first through the cat lady house but then there was this place um in uh called joker's hill mm -hmm. okay it was the uh Koffler mansion the mansion in the woods <laughs> oh i know which one you're talking <laughs> and about it's christmas eve I'm guessing 2015 or 2016. I'm with my in-laws. I get a very angry email from a man who works at the Joker, at the, uh, the Koffler Scientific Reserve, mm -hmm. okay? Which is where the house was located. It's gone now. Anyways, two guys were tramping around on, on the reserve, going to check out the house, setting off <laughs> smoke bombs no. on... I wasn't in smoke bombs. Terry was. No, he wasn't. No? No. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I Somebody get a very angry message from a guy yeah. who says that he caught two guys on the property and that they said they got the location from me. Oh. <laughs> I'll be honest, we weren't the one with the smoke bombs. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> I send a message to Carlo. Asking, who the fuck do you think you are? Keep my fucking name out your goddamn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we got caught. And, you know, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. And I got nothing but respect for you. I never said your name, though. No, you didn't. Somebody else did. No one, none of us did. Somebody else said my name. <laughs> and I was the, now I'm getting in shit because people are getting caught throwing my name around that I'm the one who's giving it right. out. But I didn't even give it to him. <laughs> ah. You found so, it on your own, Carlo? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's how we, then that's how we kind of met was from the cat lady house. And then from there to the, 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 the mansion in the woods. And then finally we actually went out one day mm -hmm. and did an explore together at a factory in Hamilton and uh, had a pretty cool time. Went out at night. Finally, Carlo yeah. got exactly what he wanted. Yeah. The first date. This was Mar <laughs> Mar March, March of 2017. We was went it? out together and then we went out a couple of times through the year, and then we had the big three-ply mafia oh, thing yeah, yeah. at the asylum in Kingston where we went and spent the night, and that's where it all really started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask we, you Did we do the asylum that. first, or was it the, the mafia mansion first? No, the, the asylum was first. We didn't find the mafia mansion until December. Okay. Yeah. Mm. 
We, we were having our free flight Christmas party at your house, and I gave you and Jamie the T-shirts. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, do, I, do, guys. I still have it. It's a little worn out, but. Uh, so for those of you who have no idea what the hell we're even talking about, for context purposes, so there are three people a part of this crazy ass crew over here yes um like the og guys uh one the third one apart from these two of course would be jamie aka rhythm rider on youtube so right and then they called themselves how did you guys even come up with that name three ply <laughs> mafia like what i'll, I'll explain the story okay because yeah it's your story to tell <laughs> so we decided okay we're gonna do a trip out towards uh kingston ottawa i think it was right something like that yep. in montreal so they're like okay we plan out everything and we're like, okay, what about sleeping? Um, where are we sleeping and all that kind of stuff? They're yeah. like, okay, we'll get motels and all that kind of stuff. Maybe sleep in the car. All right, so I'm prepared to do any of that stuff. And he said, one night we're going to probably sleep in the prison for women, which is located in Kingston. Because mm -hmm. they were all telling me that it's heated, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. No problem. It was not it heated. It was not heated. You didn't? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> said it was heated. D Dog told me it was heated. Maybe he just like maybe he went during the summer and was hot and it in there was or something. So he's like, oh, it must be heated in here. No, definitely not heated. No, I don't know. But anyways, so we thought we were sleeping in the prison for women the first the the one night, mm -hmm. and they all of a sudden change it. We're gonna sleep in the asylum, and I'm like, okay, it's freezing cold in this place. Nobody prepared me for this. I left all my gear in my car for sleeping and stuff. All I had on me was my toilet paper. <laughs> three ply toilet paper I had. I had about three or four rolls. So in the gymnasium, the, the purple or pink, whatever the, the auditorium. color was, yeah. the auditorium, I sleep on the main stage. I get my toilet paper out. I make a three ply bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made a nice pillow out of it. So I made, I think I made two rolls disappear just making my mm -hmm. bed. Just make it comfortable. Yeah. And that's where I kind of, they all joked around. They're like, oh, him and Rhythm Rider had hammocks. D-Dog, I think, had a pillow and a sleeping bag. So I'm the only, only goof that had nothing. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to get a bed. I don't care. So, oh, he always, and he, so Carlo always said, I only bring, I only use three-ply toilet paper. <laughs> and I bring it everywhere I go. So it was Rhythm Rider who started the name the Three-Ply Mafia. And then it, uh, now it's the stuff of legends. <laughs> 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 That's really funny. I, I never actually knew the story before. I remember. I know you guys said it so many times, yeah. right? Especially I do like, have to say that D Dog is an honorary member, right. of the Three Ply yeah. Mafia because he was there that night. Is he like the half ply? No, like the, he's just kind of maybe he's the <laughs> the extra role. He's the shit that the Three Ply wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, right. I love D-Dog. I love him. He's a brother. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> just, we love you, D-Dog. I couldn't get up that opportunity to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. That was good, though. That was good. I think he'll if he sees this, he'll, he'll have a good laugh at yeah. that one. <laughs> oh, my God. But That's amazing. I know the funny story with the, that asylum we did mm -hmm. where the three players created. Why don't you tell a story about it? Oh how, my God. What happened the around whole... 2 one, uh, what was it, 12 o'clock, midnight, 1 o'clock? What did we do? We got on the app, and what did we do? Oh, we ordered uh, we ordered McDonald's. Yeah. Right? Like for yeah. delivery? Delivery to the asylum. Oh, my God. And then D-Dog went out and got it. Yeah, we <laughs> ordered nuggets. And uh, I think I think D-Dog went out once to get, like, Timbits and stuff. Yeah. And then we ordered Uber Eats um, McDonald's, and we ordered uh, chicken nuggets. And D-Dog went and got those, too. That's amazing. Yeah, like late, late at night. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. That's funny. So... So you guys were already inside the asylum, right? Yeah. So D-Dog would have literally had to essentially 
Because isn't there like a gigantic fence? Well, there's that two place? things. Like that, there's the fence, but then there's also there's a, there was one door. Mm-hmm. Then we had secured ourselves access to get to that door so okay. that we could leave. Yeah. So my guess is that D Dog went that way. I don't he did, know what. Okay, yeah. so he went out the back door, and uh, that was easy, way easier than getting over the fence. What a um, maniac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then what ended up happening was, um, I think it was D Dog that had opened a door in the night we were in the basement tunnels because we couldn't explore anywhere other than the tunnels because mm-hmm. it was at night we couldn't use our flashlights yeah so we're in the tunnels all night and then there was a door that was closer to an easier way to get in and so d-dog had opened this door and just left it open a little bit mm-hmm. what we didn't know was that every morning when the security patrol starts they do a patrol around the building and they check all the doors yeah and they saw that one of these doors was left open a little bit. Uh-oh. So we're upstairs, and we're just, like, taking our picks, and we're like, guys, we got a problem. There's this blonde security guard screaming her face off in this door, mm-hmm. yelling at us. But she didn't come, come in the building. She, not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? So we're like, all right, she'll go away. Let's just, let's just watch her. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, she came in. And now we couldn't find her. She was running back around the building, you know, on her radio, calling people. And we decided, okay, let's just hide out. So we went into one of the rooms on the top floor and we just kind of like hid. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't, we didn't know where they were. All of a sudden we start hearing the sound of radios right outside the door to no. the room that we're hiding in. Wow. And um, so we're, she could open this door at any minute. She didn't, they didn't open the door. But now there was more than one person. There was more mm-hmm. than one security guard looking for us. A truck pulls in. So now there's like multiple people coming in and out of this building trying to find us. So we just stayed. And our plan was like either play dumb, so sorry, you know, or run like hell. And so sorry, just quickly. So these are just security guards. Yeah. Is there a reason they're not opening? Are they not opening all the doors? Are they not touching anything? There's they're not opening all the There's a lot of doors. There's a lot of rooms, a lot of doors. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they just happen to walk by our room and not come in. So we wait and we wait and we wait and things get very quiet. So then, so, so then we decide to very quietly go out and decide, do we leave or do we keep exploring? So we decided to stay. And we are, uh, so we're going down, we're, we're exploring, taking pics and video. We go down to the tunnels and Rhythm Rider hears footsteps right above us. And he's like, guys, they're still looking for us. <laughs> like we could have ran into them at any time. It's, it's like they were just hunting for you in silence. Yes. Oh, one of the things I forgot. Uh, there's, a, there's a set of doors that goes to the main stairs. Well, all night those doors were wide open. Well, now they were basically screwed shut. Yeah. And oh, they wow. locked. They were. They basically were trying to lock us in, yeah. and forcing us to call nine one one to get us out. Dude, that's so bullshit. However, like, how do you do? Yeah, that? there's stairwells on each wing mm-hmm. that are old, like hundred year old stairwells that don't have doors. So we just used those and took those down. Well, long story even longer. We decide to leave. We go to the back door where we had been planning to to leave. Um, they locked it. Okay, we had set it so that we could just go through. <clears throat> so we had to, you know, find a way to open it, which we did. Then we get to the back door, which was our escape without having to climb this 12-foot fence. We look, the, the car is right there. So there's a security guard car parked right at the, at the door. What we should have done mm-hmm. was open the door and fucking run like hell. <laughs> That's what we should have done. But to be honest, I don't think they were in that car. No, I don't think so either. I think they were still in the building watching yeah. us because what they did is all the lights were off. There's, mm-hmm. there's power in this place, but they had mm-hmm. the power all off. Mm-hmm. 
They were screwing doors shut because they wanted us to go a certain way, and they put lights on going towards the one door yeah. that we were trying to escape from. That's right. right. And so, yeah, so, no, in hindsight, we should have opened that door and ran. Mm -hmm. They probably weren't there. We would have got away. We decided collectively, let's not go that way. Mm -hmm. So we go, we decide we're going to hop the fence. So some of us aren't very good fence climbers. <laughs> And myself, I got, I got over. <laughs> I'm not very good either. But so, Rhythm Rider, myself, and D Dog, we haul ass. We get over the fence. We're over. We look back. Carlos stuck on the top of the fence. Oh, no, no. Like my, his my shirt. My, no, my pants. Yeah. The bottom of my pants by my shoe got caught on the fence yeah. because oh, it's a spiky fence, yes. right? Yeah. So, D Dog had to run back and climb up, unhook Carlo, get, get him down. We ended up getting away, no mm -hmm. problem, but it was pretty stressful. Yeah. And the very funny story is that uh, two or three years ago, the exact same scenario played out wow. when I went back. Wow. The literally exact same scenario. They came in, they were looking for us, we were hiding in the attic. But did you open the doors again in that second yep. uh, return? Oh, yeah. So the doors were stuck open. Yeah. Because when we were in there, we opened two doors, one shut, but one was broken or it wouldn't shut properly unless you push from the outside that's in. right so hmm. they somehow knew we were inside and they came in and there was probably five or six of us we were hiding in this you have a room with a little square door and we were hiding inside this attic mm -hmm. just off to the side of this little square door security guard comes in with his flashlight we saw his feet <laughs> oh my god come right to the door had he just looked inside he would have caught us shoot but he, he didn't look and then we got away. Wow. They're not very good security guards. No. <laughs> Some places, yeah, they're, they're pretty awful. I remember there was a undisclosed location that I went to with D-Dog, mm -hmm. of course. Why does this always happen with D-Dog? <laughs> it's, it's like a thing. Like, dude, D-Dog is like... I think he's been banned from some cities for stuff like yes. this at, at certain <laughs> wow. points in time. Um, but yeah, there was an undisclosed location mm -hmm. uh, that may have had dolphins and a whale that is not bad <laughs> um, that we went into and it was like the entire night we were running from the dumbest security guards I've ever seen in my life. We're talking at one point, I don't know how this happened, but I remember at one point there was, we were a big group. We were probably like 10 people. Yeah. And, really? And yeah, we, we were massive. I didn't know there was going to be that many people. Otherwise, I probably would have been like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I just don't like to, I mean, first of all, it's hard to film. First of all, it was hard to film at night. Yes. Yeah. Second of all, there's no way to film a place like that properly because there's so much security and because there's cameras literally everywhere. Mm -hmm. Second of all, the place wasn't actually abandoned. Not at all. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so watch. I'm probably gonna get sued after this. But honestly, I don't give a shit. Um, talk to my lawyer. Um, but yeah, so we're in this place, and um, at one point, I just remember we were walking down this path. I don't even remember where exactly in the in the lo undisclosed locations with dolphins and whales. Um, so we're walking down this path, and there was a group of I think all the guys were all ahead of us, and I was with. A bunch of the girls and I think one one guy and I didn't really know anybody else now I know Deeg who was with us mm -hmm. and uh, his girlfriend um, so basically they were all well ahead we saw lights coming from a car down this this road path whatever and I just remember them running turning right and they ran into a bunch of trees Obviously, we were way too far behind, so there was no way we would have made it in time without being seen. So I just said, everybody turn right immediately. Just, and everybody just listened. Right, right away, they all turned right. Mm -hmm. 
The problem was where we ran into was thorns. Oh. It was like thick brush that you Ouch. could not, it was vines and thorns that you yeah. couldn't get through. And uh, so we're trying to force our way through these vines, not happening because it was completely overgrown. So the car was getting closer and closer. I said, everybody just drop down on your back or your stomach just as quickly as you possibly can. So everybody did. And I think it might've been Bando bitch. I don't remember what her first name is. Carly. Carly. So yeah. I think it was Carly who was sitting next to me. It might have been her. It might have been somebody else. I don't really remember at, at uh, this moment in time. So I just remember we're all lying there. And of course, where we lied was more thorns. <laughs> and this car is slowly coming. And I'm like, kind of like this. I'm on my stomach and I'm turning my head to look. And the car is coming closer and closer and closer. And she starts going, there's thorns in my ass <laughs> and i'm like i'm like just calm down just calm down it'll pass he'll pass don't worry she's like i know but it hurts i'm like i know i know just just be as, as calm just be as cool as you possibly can don't worry just give it like 30 seconds this car is coming he's coming he's coming gets closer stops we were literally maybe eight feet in from the road i was the closest one to the road so my feet were like here and the road is like here yeah so this car stopped and i look and i'm like oh shit he got us she's like he found us I'm like yeah i think so all of a sudden he just starts driving again wow. and just keeps going and i'm like how did this dude not what see an us idiot. we were literally eight feet from the road like had you turned your head you would have seen a bunch of feet in the freaking bush right <laughs> oh my god what a that was a crazy night i never again never upload any of the footage never again yeah. screw that it i just... had a similar experience with carlo with with thorns <laughs> and but what he said was oh there's thorns in my ass <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it was a thorn? <laughs> I can see why you guys are such good friends. Right? <laughs> okay, so you guys have had experiences with security, with thorns. Now, mm -hmm. what about, is there any paranormal experiences you could maybe share about that? Maybe I haven't heard or seen. Well, I don't fake paranormal experiences, mm -hmm. Angelo. Are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I've had a couple yeah. that I can't explain. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, did you want to talk? I just feel like I'm doing all the talking. You can talk first. All right. <laughs> My stories are better anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time was at this the, the staircase house near uh, Belgrave, Ontario. And I was uh, filming with my cell phone. I just went in, had a beautiful staircase, old haunted, not old abandoned that, stone yeah. house. And I'm walking around with just my cell phone filming. And the stairs were buckling and they were going to collapse at any time. Wow. It was such a such rough shape. So I'm filming as I'm walking up the stairs and I realize if I step on this step, I'm going to fall. Mm -hmm. So I turn around, but I don't touch anything. I'm just turning around. As I turn around with my camera, something goes across. It's like a mist or a dust or something. Yeah. And it goes, makes that exact noise. Just like, so you heard it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, ready, ready? I got it, ready? Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I didn't hear it at the time. So I just like, I turned around. And I took my pictures and then I posted the video to my Facebook page and some guy comments, he's like, what the hell happened at one minute and 23 seconds? Mm -hmm. So I'm watching and sure enough, I get to the top of the stairs, I turn around and what happens? 
Yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> and it's like a dust that yeah. goes across the screen, makes that sound, and I didn't touch the railing. There was no wind. There was no birds. Nothing. That's nothing really to explain what that was. That was my first. Uh, the second time was when we stayed at the asylum in Kingston, the three-ply night, and mm -hmm. Rid and Ryder and I had our hammocks set up in like a kitchen area, and it was probably like three, four in the morning. We were all sleeping. Carlo and D-Dog were cuddling upstairs in the... <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't sleep, I didn't sleep one ounce. I night. had hardly any sleep that night. But everybody was, there was nobody walking around. And I'm laying in my hammock and I heard Ooh. footsteps wow. down the hallway. Yeah. And I'm like, we are, we're toast. Somebody's in here and they're going to catch us. Mm -hmm. And it was that clear that I could hear these footsteps. And they walked, like, let me do this again. And then they came to the, the, the threshold of the door of the room that we were in and they stopped Whoa. yo just really quickly i'm really good, glad you got the really good microphones so so i have my eyes closed and i'm like we are pinched there's somebody walk there's somebody looking at us right now i open my eyes there's nobody in the doorway i got out of the hammock there's nobody in the hallway I fucking swear to God, I heard footsteps in the hallway, mm -hmm. walk to the door, and stop. And if you look up the history of this asylum, yeah. the night staff hated working nights mm -hmm. because they always heard footsteps in the hallway. Yeah. And that's, those are my only two real. That's, that's wild. I've had a similar experience um, with, like, footsteps. Like, mm -hmm. that. I remember I was with Mo, and uh, this was, like, probably one of my very first, first, like, haunted road trips like yeah. that's what we were focused on obviously and uh we went to this it was the asylum oh my god what was the name of it something clotilde de horten or whatever it was an asylum in quebec okay it was part of the uh the duplessis orphans okay. oh right so okay. it was connected to the other orphanage and uh, uh yeah. doria as was well. it the one that was near the the border the doria man that's or doria it yeah. wasn't doria specifically i have been there the but no it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near there oh, okay it was one of the other lesser known asylums but they were all connected to the the quebec system and uh the Duplessis orphans right. thing kind of happened for those of you that don't know what the Duplessis orphans uh story is it's actually uh pretty terrible it was a very terrible thing that that happened in canada and most people have no idea it happened um long story short basically catholic church in co collusion with uh the province the provincial government at the time which was uh the premier was maurice de plessis hence why it's called the police de plessis orphans uh basically they would take children away from uh women who had children out of wedlock tell them that they couldn't take care of them so they would take them as orphans put them in all these mental institutions across the province in quebec and they would falsify their documents mm -hmm. and they would basically say that they were mentally challenged so that way they could have larger grants instead of just being um you know basic orphans i guess you could say um so anyways basically we're in this asylum and we were hearing all sorts of weird stuff i actually caught singing which i heard at first as if somebody was humming and i'm like oh i'm hearing like humming or something where is that coming from and then when i checked the video back afterwards all you can hear is like some oh, girl wow. like singing like clear as day i'm mm. like what is that and then at some point mo and i were both in the same room we weren't really even moving and we both heard in the hallway exactly like what you heard the right in front of the freaking door yeah. i'm like did you just hear that he's like yeah 
It's like, okay. Well, it wasn't us. We're not moving. There's no one else in the building. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell that was, but that was that was pretty cool because that was like one of my like first, first big time uh, paranormal experiences and just kind of brought it to mind with that. Funny story. Um, funny you mentioned that because mm-hmm. I have a very similar experience with Carlo when he had the thorns in his ass. He was saying... <laughs> <laughs> when did I have thorns? You didn't. <laughs> it's for different reasons, Carlo. Different reasons. Different well, time. We're gonna bring that stuff up. There we go. <laughs> Trying to be a, a, as family friendly as possible on this podcast, but it ain't happening tonight. That's for sure. Um, so, what about you, Carlo? What, what would you say is like probably one of your craziest paranormal experiences if you've had any well when i went to century manor in hamilton okay this is the first time i noticed something um when, the first time i went in we got out of it and then when we were all taking pictures of the place on the top window one of the top windows one of the girls i was with uh took a picture and I just like a, to point out sorry sorry carlo but i just like to point out that dave is literally in <laughs> like in tears right now <laughs> Oh my god. Dying. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Don't worry, we got lots. We got lots. Mo- Moshi stocked up last week. So. Those are the ones with lotion already. Yeah, so yeah, you got good, good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, you were taking pictures of and the, in the outside. In the top window, mm-hmm. in the picture, it shows a, a woman figure there. Oh yeah? And I'm like, I didn't believe anything paranormal at the time. Yeah. So that picture kind of... Put me on the the fifty fifty fence. It's like okay, okay. There's something there. There's something there. But when we we went back in there, only yeah. a couple of us to check it out. No one was in there, but we still had this picture, and it's we. I have no way to explain it. Like mm-hmm. that's that's got. But it's like clear as day. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You still have the photo. I don't. No. Oh, no. Damn. One of the girls of course, that I don't talk to. Of course not. It was what? It was one of the girls that I did it. I don't talk to anymore. Yeah. She had it. So. Oh, that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she has the photo. I want to see it now. I want to know what the hell this is. Uh, what you saw, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. So, um, but yeah, apart from I guess abandoned places. Um, I mean, so how often do you guys go out now, like, to film? We haven't been out together in quite a while. Yeah. Um, I'm out, you know, once, twice a month. Well, you got to entice him and just bring more toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) I want colored three-ply. Colored Colored three-ply. I want the red, the black, the blue, the yellow. (laughs) No, we haven't been out together in, oh, jeez, I don't even know when we went out last Couple years, couple years. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, he had some road, some road bumps and spe- I guess roadblocks, whatever you want to call it, some mm-hmm. issues and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. The, we're we're trying to get a three ply reunion together, mm-hmm. but th- apparently the weekend that we got planned, Carlo bailed. He's too busy. Are you coming? Thorns in his if butt. If you do the Sunday, yeah. If you do the Sunday, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. There's going to be a three ply reunion. Okay, very soon. there you go. Very Looking soon. forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I so I remember one of our our first experiences so that was interesting remember london asylum yeah so yep. i remember um because we had all been trying to kind of get well you had been trying to get in there for freaking years yeah i think uh, before that well how how long had it been before somebody had been in there like three oh, four so years many years or? yeah that old london asylum would would stay yeah sealed forever and then yeah. somebody would open it and then everybody would just go for it mm-hmm. so yeah. so i just remember when we got the call and dave's like 
London Asylum's open. We got to go, boys. So, like, literally, like, everybody's like, yes, we're doing it tonight. Right? So, I remember you met us, I think, at Carlo. We all met up at Carlo's house, and I think we all went together. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the craziest adventures, I think this was one of the first times we actually ever had, like, gone out and explored together. And, uh, yeah, that was a a crazy experience because I just remember... Um, there was supposed to be an opening somewhere and Dave was going to, for some reason we decided to send Dave cause Dave's the one with the biggest <laughs> balls out of the entire group. So Dave goes behind this fence all by himself. And I just remember, what was it? Mo forgot his camera. Yep. So, uh, Mo went back to the truck, like across the street in the parking lot. It was us three. You were like, yeah, don't worry guys. I got this. He went behind <laughs> the fence and, uh, he's like looking around the building, whatever. Carlo and I are kind of hiding somewhere behind another building. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we see security coming. We're like, oh, shit. And it's just Dave by himself behind this <laughs> fence. So I'm like, Carlo, send him a message. Let him know that the security is coming. And I think, what did you do? How did you, like, avoid <laughs> Face first in the snow. Oh, I, God. I was in this little courtyard trying to get the, the yeah. stuff off the windows. And he had his flashlight. Mm-hmm. He stopped his car. And I thought he knew I was there because yeah. he was flashing the light right I think at he me. he had an idea. Yeah. So I just dropped and face first in the snow, oh right God. down as far down as I could get until the light went away. Yeah. And then I hauled ass and you guys were still hiding in, the, in a little cubby where the doors were. I, yeah. I think he heard you yeah. because me and he, Angelo heard you from a, a good chunk away, the, you know, the cracking of the yeah. boards. Yeah. And I think... <laughs> what cracking it, of the boards? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm trying to be as, you know... <laughs> that was my neck. I was cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what, lured, what, what lured him away is I think me and you were flashing our lights at him. No, mm-hmm. we, we walked out. So what happened was... Um, so he finally messaged you and then I'm like, okay, well we need to form a decoy Yeah. because we got to pull the, like the security is not going to leave. He knows something's up. So he figured you were probably there. Um, and then Carlo and I decide to come out like in onto the main road Mm -hmm. and we're just walking up this main road. And then finally the security guard noticed us. So they started tailing us. And then that's when Carlo messaged you like, okay. Get your ass out of there. I don't even know where the hell you Yeah, I came up to. I came up from behind where the car was and he had stopped and he mm-hmm. was watching you guys walk through the soccer fields. And I came around behind him and then met you guys in the soccer field. You basically like 007, basically yeah. like hiding then, behind this dude's yeah. car. And then we went to the Nazi house. Right, right. Later on that, that was a That was an interesting experience. I yeah. had done that place once before. I think you did as well, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah, that was a very, very interesting place. Yeah. Did you ever do the, that house? Yeah. 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 So for a little bit of context, there was basically this house. Uh, it was in London, Ontario. It's gone now. It's been torn down. Um, it was legitimately owned by a Nazi. Like he was self-proclaimed a, Nazi. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was actually um, wasn't he part of like the SS or no? SS, it was no, the airborne or something, was, right? He was a member of the German army at one point. Right. I think the Air Force. Yeah. But not during World War II. Oh, and not okay. Part of the okay. Nazi so that's what I didn't know. Yeah. I have a weird story about that place. And it's just kind of like. We, weirdly funny so I remember it was one of my very first road trips I did it with uh, James uh, Patrick mm-hmm. and that was one of the places we went to and I think it was because we had gone to so many places for so many days straight with so little sleep that I was actually starting to hallucinate as I was driving oh, Wow! <laughs> and it was weird because after the trip I remember asking James because um, I had this experience. I don't know how it happened, if I actually was sleeping or if this was like, my, I don't know how this happened, but I had imagined that he had shown me a website 
with a bunch of pictures. I know there was the only only the one picture with, um, you know, dumbass with the mustache um, from Germany or yeah. whatever. I don't know his name anymore. <laughs> irrelevant. But um, yeah, that was the only picture that was ever actually taken of this guy. And I remember some for some reason, I my brain created this story where we were sitting in the car and James is like, because I don't know if you've ever spoken to James before. Oh, yeah, he, many times. He he's, he's kind of has like this like funny, like, newfie type of yeah, voice. And he's yeah. like, oh, look at all these pictures on this website, right? And it was just like a website created of this house showing me all the different rooms with all the different uh, memorabilia, we'll call it, that this guy owned. And then like a week after the road trip, I was putting the video together, and I'm like, hey, James, can you send me the uh, those pictures that you showed me? He's like, what pictures? <laughs> well, I think he sent me one, and it was just the one picture that was ever taken of this dude inside the house with mustache man, dumbass. Yeah. Um, and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, all those pictures, that website that you showed me, your friend sent, you, sent them to you or whatever. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> I'm like, no, you showed me. I remember we were in the car. I think we were on the place or on the way to the house or after leaving the house. You showed me all these pictures of all this crazy memorabilia. He's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I was just hallucinating then. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, have, I got no idea. Sometimes you, uh, you, you, you do too much with no sleep. Yeah. So Dave has a habit of sleeping in abandoned places all the time i do by himself alone oh. <laughs> yeah how do you do that honestly it's uh it's relaxing mm, really it is the thing with me is that my my mentality is that if you've been in an abandoned place for about half an hour mm -hmm. and you haven't been caught you're pretty much safe yeah now that's not guaranteed <laughs> yeah but you know it's also much more comfortable than sleeping in a car. Yes. It's cheaper than sleeping in a hotel, and it makes for great stories. Um, so, yeah, I've slept in many. I slept in the Peter Grant mansion one night. Oh, wow. Yeah, I drove, I drove all the way up there. Before and, or uh, after it was destroyed? This was uh, before, I mean, after, but before. Because <laughs> <laughs> my first time there was in 2020, and it was... Destroyed, but not that bad. Mm -hmm. I went back one year later and I slept in it, and it was really bad. And now it's really fucking bad. So wow, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've seen some pictures, and it just looks. Yeah. I've never done it. I've, I always wanted to, and then I remember at the time, I think it had just sold to a new owner or something. Yeah. So the cops were looking at it. So, so you can still get in, and it's still it's still being done by lots of people. But um, yeah, I slept in there. I've done churches. Uh, Rid Ryder and I did an overnight at Burwash. Oh, at Kingston Prison for Women. I spent two nights. Oh my God! Hilarious. I uh, I was doing a road trip all over that part of the province, and I needed a home base. Mm -hmm. So I went. I drove to Kingston, and at the time it was so easy to get in. So I brought my sleeping bags. I brought pillows. I brought beer. I brought all my camera gear. Uh, I went to Little Caesars and I bought pizza. I mean, and most importantly, you brought the beer. Yeah, so. yeah. I bought half <laughs> blue ribbon. No, it was the Gino's pizza that I went to. Yeah. And how could you? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was no little Caesars nearby. Sorry. Did you at least bring three ply uh, toilet paper? Always bring the three All ply, right, three ply and, and wipes and hand lotion. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I needed a home base. So I set myself up in prison for women and I went down to the segregation cells where. Uh, in the basement and you can close the doors mm -hmm. and there's actually a bed but it's just a metal bed yeah so i set up my sleeping bag on the metal bed 
that I slept on top of. I had pillows. It was so comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then the next day in the morning, I would wake up, pack up all my shit, and I hid it in a certain place in the prison. I went all over the, that side of the province. Then I came back that night for a second night, and mm -hmm. I slept inside. And um, I don't know if it was my first night or my second night, but I was sleeping, and it was around midnight or so, and I heard somebody inside. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sakes, there's somebody here. Yeah. And they're being loud and rowdy, and they're coming closer, and they're coming closer. Now I'm starting to see flashlights. I'm like, they're going to come in and bother me. Mm -hmm. So I decided I'm not going to get up. I'm just going to stay in bed. And if I open the door, then we're going to talk. Sure enough, <clears throat> flashlights, loud dudes, door opens. Oh, shit, there's somebody in here. <laughs> Whoops. It was, these, it was these guys from Quebec, a bunch of explorers from mm -hmm. Quebec. And uh, I knew of one of them. One of them knew who I was. So we ended up just shooting the shit for a while. And then they decided, you know, they were reading my body language, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I'm tired, bro. And they left. <laughs> but then they came back probably an hour later, just as a courtesy. They said, just so you know, there's some guy in here just walking around. He's not an explorer. He doesn't have a camera. He doesn't have a flashlight. He's just walking around. Mm -hmm. We tried talking to him in the main range, but he wouldn't talk to us. He wouldn't answer us back. Yeah. So what I did was I closed the door to my cell. I put my camera gear all far away. And then I put, I had a bunch of empty beer, beer cans. So I put empty beer cans at the door. Oh, that's smart. So that if it opened, it would wake me up right away. Mm -hmm. But I didn't sleep for shit that night knowing that now. Yeah. Well, yeah, no kidding. You don't know who the hell this guy is randomly walking around, right? So, yeah, I remember one night um, we tried to, tried to, I knew this was going to fucking happen, but we went to Burwash. <laughs> this is our first experience at Burwash. It was and, us. Uh, it was me, Mo, and Rennie. Okay. Um, we were on a trip in Northern Ontario. We had done a whole bunch of places and this was like the main one that we really wanted to do. Because um, I don't think at, at that point anybody had ever done anything really haunted, but there had been rumors that it was. So we did get some good stuff. It was it was pretty interesting. And then it got even more interesting. We went to bed and turned the freaking cameras off because we're like legit trying to just sleep because we were tired at that point. We had gotten there early. You know, there was that long hour and a half hike. This place is literally in the middle of nowhere. You got to drive up the train tracks. And then from there, you have to go walk over the track because they're just way. It's it's really weird how the road is because it's like literally elevated by like eight feet. So there's yeah. no way unless you have ATVs that you're getting in there. Yeah. So we left the truck. And um, we walked the hour and a half. We did our whole thing throughout the day, filmed all night, uh, made our cool little paranormal videos, whatever. We were content. We're like, all right, let's pitch the tent and uh, go to sleep in the cafeteria area. Somehow, Rennie passed out um, snoring. <laughs> and uh, I remember I was on the outside. Mo was in the middle. And there was Rennie who's just passed out snoring, whatever. We started hearing something. Something like moving around like really quick. And then it almost sounded like something moved something metal. <laughs> like a trash can or something. Mo's like, did you hear that? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, what the hell was that? I'm like, I don't know. Go look. If you really want to know. <laughs> or don't. Whatever, right? Um, he's like, okay. He grabs his night vision camera and he slowly zips open the tent. He's looking around. I don't see anything. I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just a ghost or something. Like, whatever, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, okay, I'm going to try and go back to bed. Before we got there, he's like, yeah, we're going to sleep there the whole night, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, we're not. I'm, I already know how this is going to go. By 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, you're going to 
pussy out and you're going to want to make the entire hike back and you're going to want to just leave, right? I yeah. mean, you know how Mo is. He doesn't do camping and stuff <laughs> like that. He's a he's a classy bitch, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um so yeah, we're trying to we're trying to go back to sleep. Um I think I was just starting to doze off and then all of a sudden this big thing just gets dragged across the floor. It's like, what the hell was that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so he, again, he grabs his night vision camera. He's looking around, doesn't see a single thing. I think we saw like a little mouse go by. I'm like, okay, there was no way the mouse moved that big metal thing, right? Yeah. I'm like, there's something in here, whether it's like a, I don't even know. But if it was like an animal, you probably would have heard them, right? So at this point, he gets, he's like, I'm going to go take a piss. I'm like, okay, go. He's like, no, come with me. I'm scared <laughs> by myself. I'm like, okay, whatever. So we both get out of the tent. He goes off in the corner. He's pissing. He's like, you want to leave? I'm like, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming oh, at no 3.30 in the morning. I, I, it was like 3. I don't even know. I don't remember anymore. But it was, it was pretty freaking late. He's like, I knew it was coming. I told you. He's like, I know, but you want to leave? I'm like, <laughs> okay, I guess. So, of course, now we have to wake up Rennie and start grabbing our things. And at this point, I think he was, I don't know why, he was just like panicking. And he just really was not enjoying that experience at all. And he's just, he's like, screw it. Just leave the tent. Let's just go. Let's Ugh. just grab whatever's in our bags. Let's just get the hell out of here. So to this day, I have no idea what happened to that tent. So if you ever go to Burwash <laughs> and you find a demolished, vandalized tent that yeah. was probably ours. And uh, I think I took my sleeping bag. But yeah. Then we had to walk back at 3.30 in the morning, an hour and a half back. We're hearing wolves. And oh, we're in bear territory. Yeah, I would not have done that walk at that no, time. I would no. have said, Mo, if you want to go, go. I'll see you in the morning. Right? Yeah. But you at, sleep in the car. Yeah. At this point, he was just like, no. No, he's uh, he was dead set on, on going back. I'm like, okay. Rennie's back, wakes back up. We're like, how the hell were you even sleeping through all of this? <laughs> he's like, I don't know. I was tired. I'm like, oh, I guess. But yeah, then we did the whole hike, and we were just all holding our knives the entire time ready in case anything jumps out and that was a, a pretty ex interesting experience to say the least <laughs> it was a it was a good time but uh yeah what uh do you have you ever would you sleep in an abandoned place by yourself like no, dave does not a chance you would never do it <laughs> not even if you had not even if you had <laughs> not even if you had four ply toilet paper ready to go no. at the ready <laughs> no if it, if, if it was an easy spot maybe mm. But yeah. if you have something hard like burr wash or if like, any easy uh, spot, maybe like your bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I I don't know if I'd do that. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, it's not for me. So, uh, but yeah, what else you guys got going on in your life? Like, uh, I know Dave's got the podcast. So how is that going so far? It's going. It's it's a lot of work. I mean, yeah. the way I'm doing it is similar to yours. It's a video podcast mm -hmm. where I offer it as a video podcast and as an audio podcast. I'm going to eventually go to just audio because okay. it's too much work. Yeah. And, you know, where I'm doing a video podcast, like I'm, I'm finding people's videos and I'm overlaying footage of their mm -hmm. videos That's and their photos. And like, yeah. And then it's like the program I use will record um, you mm -hmm. and it'll record me. But it's and two separate pieces it's of video. Two, yeah. And then uh, so what I'll do is while you're talking, I only show you. Yeah. And then when I'm, when I, if I go, ha <laughs> 
I cut to me going. <laughs> then so, back. <laughs> so you're making a thousand cuts. Yeah. Like, so, like, <laughs> I have to record the entire hour-long podcast, yeah. and then I have to watch the whole fucking thing again oh, to boy. snip in, you know, me giggling, <laughs> me asking a question, or if if I'm asking a question and you giggle, I got to cut to you giggling. It's way too much. So I'm going to pro- I, I'm going to do one more, two more this way. And then I'm probably going to go right just to audio only podcast, but audio podcasts are not doing well on YouTube, but neither is my video podcast either. So (laughs) what does it matter? It's whatever, right? I mean, sometimes it's honestly, it's just fun. I'm actually enjoying doing this now. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie, but we have a little bit of a easier setup when it comes to cuts you guys can't see this on the camera but there's literally a machine that i'm pushing buttons and switching the camera like i can go to dave i can go to carlo right i can go to moshi (laughs) back to carlo and then to me right just as easy as that i don't have to do any extra editing thank god because i think oh my god i'd lose my mind yeah but when i go (laughs) you don't see me because you don't think to cut that fast (laughs) (laughs) wait wait for it wait for it (laughs) we got it we got it yeah no no yeah no this is just a a live uh everything's happening live right now in this uh in this studio but oh my god that's so funny yeah so what, what else you got going on anything anything else interesting i just came back from saskatchewan i had an awesome four-day road trip in saskatchewan probably one of the best trips i've ever taken it's um i went for the sole purpose of being alone getting away and just taking pictures i did Mm -hmm. video of the whole trip but it was just fast you know i didn't do any like panoramas or you know or like fancy stuff or cinematic stuff mostly i was there for the photos and I spent four days alone, slept in my car mm-hmm. in Walmart parking lots. It was nice. an awesome trip, and I can't wait to go somewhere else next. But uh, enough about me. Let's talk about the Italian guy. Yeah, so what's what's going on with you, Carlo? <laughs> I know you've been doing a little bit of car collecting. So yep. uh, what? Uh, so I know you got the Skyline. What, what else did you get? Well, one car, I, I, actually I was talking to Dave on his podcast. Mm-hmm. One car I'm going to leave quiet for a little bit. Oh, it's, a pro- a it's a project car. But, but You're going to tell do, me after, though, right? After we're done <laughs> recording? All right, all right. I bought this car specifically because since I do abandoned exploring, this car was abandoned that mm-hmm. I bought. So I bought it specifically to rebuild, to do it up, make it somewhat fast, but not as fast as my other cars. I didn't buy it for that reason, just for the nostalgic and all that stuff. But when that comes out, it comes out. I've already got five videos filmed with that car. Mm-hmm. So I'm just waiting for the right time to drop all those videos. That's the other car. Yeah. So, cause I know I'm aware you have two and I know what the second one is. I don't know if I, is that the one that's a surprise? So the Skyline's not the surprise. No, no, no. The, the abandoned car, I can't tell you, but the, the third car I bought, yeah. which if you remember on my Facebook, I posted it. So that one you, we can say, I bought a Toyota Supermark four. Ooh, yes. Ooh. And man. that car is crazy fast. Yeah. Is it? It's. Which one's better, the Skyline or the Supra? Well, it's hard. They're, okay, they're so different. They're different. Let me let me ask. Is it a, a, a oh, what's it called? Is it a GTR yeah. R34? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's isn't it technically a GTT? It's a GTT with a GTR conversion, like a oh, drivetrain, right. body train. On paper, it's a GTT, right. but the internals have been swapped over to a GTR. So all you're missing is like the the front, like the bumper is different, the seats are different, that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, it's not. It's the same car, man. It's not a big. It's the same yeah, car, yeah, but with, there, the, with the drivetrain. There's a lot of people that are saying, "Oh, it's not a real GTR." I know it's not a real GTR. It's a GTR 
internal. Like, you right. know, it's a clone. It's yeah. a GTR clone, but on paper, no, it's not a GTR, but physically, yes. Right. So you can make that debate because I can, there's a lot of guys Isn't that... Isn't the only difference really that it's just not all-wheel drive, basically? Yeah. Yeah. So what's... Well, the motor's what's... different. Motor's different because oh, okay. the GTT comes with the RB25 single turbo. Okay. And the GTR, which what I have in my car, is the RB26 twin turbo. Right, which is so, what, you know, what everybody wants. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, so I paid a third of the price from a GTR mm -hmm. to have a clone. I, I'm fine with that because I already know what other cars I've already had and what cars I'm buying still and all that kind of stuff. So I was okay with buying the clone yeah. because I saved a lot of money. Because right now, if you buy a GTR, I think you're looking at around... Anywhere between two twenty five and three hundred thousand. That's right. I saw depending on the bottles. Yeah, I saw the other day. I saw someone sold one for something in the two hundred thousand dollar range. And that's probably just base model. Yeah, for yeah. a GTR. I was, yeah. yeah. And so you imported oh, yours from Japan? Yeah, it came from Japan to Vancouver. Vancouver through. Yeah. And Vancouver, I got it delivered to me on a train. That's incredible. Hmm. That's and life goals right there. But yeah. the thing did is, did you guys that, hear that though? What the sound of your audience? Logging off. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why would they log on? <laughs> I mean, whatever. At this point, we're already uh, an hour and 12 minutes what? in. So, I mean, if you want to log off at this point, it's up to you. But, I mean, I love cars too. So, I'm finding this. Uh, this Dave pretty... doesn't know nothing about cars. I don't so. know. It's no. clear. Yeah. <laughs> he, turns, he turns his key on and goes, This is good. <laughs> I, I drive a Kia, so that tells you everything you need to know. Yes. yes. <laughs> hey man, killed in action, right? <laughs> if you can sleep in it, it serves that's your right. purpose, yeah. right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> exactly. That's that's pretty much all you need. You were in the military before, right? A long time ago. Yeah. Yes, I joined the army when I turned eighteen. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I signed up. I had long hair. Okay. And uh, I took my, my had my dad take me to the recruiting center, mm -hmm. and I joined up, got in, uh, did my three years. And it was awesome, mm -hmm. but it wasn't a career for me. It no. wasn't. Uh, looking back, I always I always say say this to myself. Looking back, I should have been a firefighter. Okay, I would have liked a career as a firefighter. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the outlook of a career in the military. It just didn't look right to me. Didn't feel right. And uh, a number of guys who I served with actually had ended up going over to uh, Afghanistan and, and getting killed. Oh wow! And stuff like that. Unfortunately, yeah. But um, I did it. It was a great experience. I learned a lot from it. And mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, it's been, you know, I, I, I joined in 1993. Wow. <laughs> I think how you weren't even born yet. How long were you in the military <laughs> three for? Three years. Three years. Okay. So after my three years was done, I got out mm -hmm. and uh, moved on from that. And it's an experience that never leaves you. Yeah. But, you know, I have a, a friend who I did basic with just retired and now mm -hmm. he's set. Yeah. So good for him. And he made it through. Yeah. But yeah. it's not something that... While I was in it, I realized that I didn't want a career out of this. It wasn't going to work for me. Mm -hmm. Funny, though, one of the reasons why is because there, there was so much divorce okay. and alcoholism and stuff like that in the military. Yeah. And I ended up getting divorced. Oh, wow. <laughs> but no, so, no alcoholism? No alcoholism. No, none of that. But. <laughs> so you got one, but not the other. You're yeah. winning, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah. But yeah, no, it was good. I highly recommend it to anyone who's mm -hmm. young enough to join to definitely do it. And uh at least give basic training in your first three years a try. Highly yeah. recommend it. I know a few a few people who are in the military. One in Canada, one in the U.S. And uh, I know it's tough. It is very right? tough. You're 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 essentially underpaid, <laughs> undervalued, yeah, yeah. Uh, and worked like an absolute dog, right? Yeah. You have um, some damn cool experiences, though. You meet a lot of really cool people, right? 
and you know the brotherhood the, the camaraderie is mm-hmm. amazing oh yeah but um you do some cool shit but there's yeah. also a lot of boredom yeah a lot of depression and a lot of but it does teach you how to be you know strong pretty much like a man right <laughs> so um yeah. i know my friend date uh dave uh you're dave uh my friend gabe is currently in germany actually mm-hmm. yeah he's uh pretty much on base over there which is like freaking crazy yeah. yeah yeah so i mean good for him yeah um and then there's uh my friend's brother uh is also military but here in canada he's in uh on base in quebec so okay yeah i know it's a it's a tough life um mm-hmm. but yeah would you ever regret doing military at all not at all no? totally recommend it like i said to anyone mm-hmm. who's young enough to join up and give it a try whether yeah. it's full-time or reserves to try it mm-hmm. and um like i said though just after after my three years was done i i was done yeah yeah it is what it is right yeah what about you carlo will you want you want to go join the military with me <laughs> no huh? No, no military for you? <laughs> Mo, you want to go to the military? Get a good workout. I need more research, so tell me more about this military. <laughs> tell, me, tell, me, tell me more about the, the sleeping arrangement. <laughs> What's Will sleeping arrangement? Yeah, Will I be feeling sleep? the thorns at night? <laughs> well, hold but, on a second, but, hold on. Do they have three-ply toilet paper? <laughs> no. No, I won't. No, no, it's the worst yes, toilet paper. Yes, single ply, is it one ply? Yeah. Single ply. It must be, right? It's ply. <laughs> Sometimes there is no ply. <laughs> <laughs> no ply. It's a leaf, bro. You gotta find your own toilet paper at this maybe, point. Maybe the shells? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two shells. Is there anything that you, you, any lessons that you took from that that you wish, you know, I, I want everybody, I wish everybody was like this. So. Yes, yeah, so when you are uh, uh, in the field, Especially in the winter time, you anytime you have to, you know, the the latrines. So you're digging a hole to go to the bathroom in, yeah. okay? And everybody uses the same hole because if if a hundred different soldiers pissed in a hundred different places, then when the enemy comes in, they're gonna know there's a hundred soldiers mm-hmm. here. Right. So everybody pisses and shits in the same spot. So, but because of environmental and that, you have to put a garbage bag down. Mm-hmm. So you put a garbage bag down in this latrine hole that you've dug, and everybody pisses and shits inside this hole. Uh, Very important lesson. Use black or green garbage bags, not the clear ones. Black or green (laughs) garbage bags, not not the the clear ones. ones. Because then when you lift it, you see what everybody's done in the last three days. Oh, now that's a concoction you don't want to see. That's uh, you have here. Many. I am waiting for an answer like discipline. <laughs> <laughs> no, most important, black or green garbage bags. If you go uh, one or number two or number three, whatever ends up to happening. Be, to be to be serious, I would say if you are to join the military, when it is as bad as it can possibly get, it's important to know it's only right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't suck this bad. For the next three years, like especially during basic training, basic training fucking sucks. How mm-hmm. long is basic training? It's about six months. Okay. And you know, the, the instructors are doing a job. They're being this way to you for a reason. Yeah. It's, it's their job. They don't actually think of you this way. <laughs> right. You know, you're, you're not going to be treated this way forever. It's only right now. It'll be okay in six months. And it's gotta be partially weeding out people who can't yes. stand. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild, man. Yep. Um, so I guess back to exploring, since that's basically the main thing for both you guys. Pretty much. Um, what would you say was your absolute most favorite place of all time? Or maybe even multiples? Maybe top two, top three? You go. 
Carlo? Let's see. Um, definitely Mafia Mansion's up there. Okay, which one's the Mafia Mansion again? The one with the red sexy room in the basement. That's sexy. The oh, big, with that the, the fake tree? The fake, oh, yeah, the palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever made it to that one, uh, but that uh, one, it's been demolished, right? Yeah, yeah. That was just, that was just a cool one all around. Yeah. Uh, mansion in the Woods, where I had got caught mm-hmm. from the police. Uh, that one was just nostalgic. It was just, it was such a big place. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of other ones too. Like, um, we did like a, a bed and breakfast out in, yep, um, that one. Where was that one again? Me, me, me somewhere. Meaford, yeah, I somewhere. I don't know if I can say that. I'm going to say it anyway, but it was me first. Too late. <laughs> I mean, you get a little, you get a little tip when you make it an hour and 20 minutes into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that, that bed and breakfast. Yeah. Didn't somebody uh, put like a yeah. their own lock on the door? Yes, and they and they put like a. I thought I heard that they stole a trail cam from another house, and then they put up the trail really? cam at this bed and breakfast. And he also installed his very own lock. I remember on hearing. The door. I remember hearing about the trail cam. I didn't know that they stole it from another house. Supposedly, that's what I heard. Supposedly, there was a a, a trail cam, but it was fake. Yeah, it wasn't even a real one. Oh, okay. Uh, and there was a po- um, a padlock and a everything put in. Uh, like, who does that to a place? Like, yeah. I, like he, I when I he got posted there, a video of himself putting the lock on the door. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did he really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I remember that. Yeah, I remember I, seeing a little video of. I mean, I get this. your I get the dedication to a location that you have found mm-hmm. and that is near and dear to you. I get that, but. But he was that's the first like, found it. That no, but that's gatekeeping like times a hundred. Yeah, no kidding. It's you know, like, I, it's I like, it's, dude, it's not even your property. Like yeah, and then who he are would you to do he that? would bring people yeah. that he approves mm-hmm. and he had the key. So oh yeah, I, I'll take you. I'm not going to give you the coordinates, yeah. but I'll take you and I'll let you in. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. He actually started a fight with me over that place. Um, <laughs> we're not going to say any names and no. expose anybody, but it was a long time ago. So maybe the guys, you know, changed his attitude a little bit. Um, but I remember at first he was like willing to give me the location to it or whatever. And um, I don't even remember what happened, but I think he gave me the location to another house, which was pretty cool. So I appreciated it. And uh, apparently he was mad because I went with other people to the house. I'm like, what? I'm like, why? Why are you mad about that? Like, why? We were on a road trip for one. What was I going to make them wait up the road for me to finish doing my explore? And then then we'll leave. But you guys are not allowed to go. Like, that's just stupid. Right. And it's other trustworthy people that, you know, it was uh, me, Mo and Rennie. Like, why is who the hell does Mo even talk to that? He's going to give away locations right. to the bed right? and breakfast that you're talking about. Me, it was me and you that went there. Because... No, I'm, I'm not referring to the bed and breakfast. That was. That was later on when oh, we went. Okay, okay. So it was, this was on the same, uh, this was actually the first location we did when we were heading north towards Burwash. There was a location that we did in Wasega Beach area that he gave me. And he wouldn't give me for some reason the bed and breakfast. And, uh, actually, I think it was because he claimed that it had been demolished mm-hmm. at the time, right? So he's like, oh, no, no, it's gone. Oh, you should have seen the, uh, the foundation or whatever. <laughs> it was like really, really bad shape. So they had to tear the house down. I'm like, okay, no problem. But I didn't know that it had hadn't been demolished at that time not even close um and then afterwards somebody had posted a picture or whatever and then i think i asked them like oh when did you go to that house and like oh like two days ago i'm like oh cool interesting so i went back to um guy 
over there. Um, and I'm like, hey, dude, uh, you said this was demolished. He's like, yeah, yeah, it is. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I sent the picture to him. I'm like, oh, did it magically rebuild itself after, you know, a couple months or whatever? He's like, no, I just didn't want you to go. Blah, blah, blah. And he started going off about all this. And he's swearing at me and saying all this nasty crap. I'm like, dude, just be a man. Like, I'm a yeah. big boy. Like, you don't uh-huh. want to share it. Just say it. Right, like yeah. I don't care, and then later on we ended up going anyways, right? And just the fact that the guy goes and like who does that? Yeah, it's not your property. You can't just go. No, that's like going to your neighbor's house and putting a lock on their. It's freaking, a total dick move, right? Like yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. But well, it was a dick move, right? Like, we know that. I had I had to be for that guy too. He he got it in with me. He tried to get me on every social media. Uh-huh. He went yeah, on my no, friend's that. social medias. And he's trying to get in mm-hmm. touch with me. I'm like, listen, bro, I'm not even gonna give you the time of the day because you're an you're an idiot, number one, and you're an asshole. That's it, plain and yeah. simple. I and mean, if he watches this, I still think he's an asshole. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not wrong. So, but I mean, we all got better things to do than deal with this stupid drama shit. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I even I even went into it about a different person with Ethan the other day about some of the stuff that goes on. And honestly, dude, like this. This whole community with the Urbex stuff and whatever is so dramatic. Like, so much. It's like we're in high school half the time with yeah. some of these people. And it's just like, dude, they're abandoned houses. That you don't own. Right? You don't own them. <laughs> like, relax, dude. High school. You're giving them a little more credit. It's more like, <laughs> it's more like grade three stuff. Yes, uh, exactly. Right? Like, I agree. Like, no, you suck. No, you <laughs> suck. Right? It's like, dude, grow the fuck up. Oh. Yeah, what I said to well, I I talked to Ethan on my podcast, mm-hmm. which is on photography on YouTube, also on Spotify, yes. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Go check it out. It will be linked below. Don't worry. <laughs> Anyways, I talked to Ethan about this on my podcast, and and the the one point I said that I've said this all along about this issue with Ethan, and there's a person who's always attacking him. Always the person who attacks Ethan is is, is in his forties. Mm-hmm. I'm in my forties. Ethan, when he started, was, you know, 18 years old. Earlier. Earlier. Earlier, Earlier, 15 or something. something But anyways, this guy has been attacking Ethan for the things he does and decisions that he makes as an 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old. As a late 40-year-old person, you cannot, as a 40-something person, hold a 20-something to the same standards. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because... I was doing the stupidest shit when I was an 18, right. 19, 20 year old yep. that I'm not going to do right now. And I would never expect. Anyways, you can't like you cannot criticize Ethan at his age mm-hmm. for doing the things that he does, whether you agree with them or not. Because when Ethan turns 30, 35, 40, he will be a totally different man than he is now. Mm-hmm. And and either way, I mean, Ethan's Ethan's a gentleman. He's a he gentleman is. and a scholar. He's like yeah. one of the genu- most genuine, down-to-earth people. Like the one of the most realist people because he's kind of like me and just doesn't really give a shit. Yeah. Kind of like you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why we all kind of get along. I think so. I think for the most part, none of us really give a shit, right? Mm-hmm. You want to say something bad about us? I don't care, man. You can say, you can write a hundred bad comments on YouTube about me. I just, I don't care because I don't have the time for it anymore. Yeah. I'm so busy doing things. I think we all are. Everybody here has got, you know, things going on we got families yeah like random rider and i used to get deep into the Mm -hmm. bullshit and you know we tried warning people about other people and we tried attacking other people for being the way that they're being basically we were trying to stand up for other people by attacking this person or these other people 
it made life a living hell. Mm-hmm. It made more drama than it needed to be. And then, you know, it caused a drama between he and I, all of this, you know? And anyways, now we've moved all past it and none of us are talking about it anymore except for something like right now. Yeah. Uh, but that one person still seems to be continuing. The, now, he hasn't said anything about Ethan in a while, so let's hope maybe he's fucked off about it. Yeah, I think uh, after episode two, he probably <laughs> most likely say something. Because, I mean... Interesting. Honestly, I've been wanting to kind of, like, say some of this stuff for a while and just kind mm-hmm. of kept quiet about it because I've been so busy. It's just yeah. like, how do I put this together and, like, say it? It's like, honestly, I don't really, I don't really care. But then the way Ethan... Like, for me, the guy fucked off and left me alone. But the way he attacks Ethan... And it's despicable because it's like, dude, how do you have the time (laughs) to focus on someone Mm -hmm. that much? It's like, dude, you are literally like Ethan is living in this dude's head rent free. Right. Like it's just everything in this dude's brain about Ethan. Like it's it's first of all, it's weird. It's very weird to say the least. Right. So, I mean, he's left me alone about it. But Ethan was wanted to talk about it, and I was like, "Cool, I'm game." I yeah. mean, it it involved me, right? Right. So totally. I mean, this dude yeah. tried to bring me down too at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, right? Or I guess in this case, we'll go for two teeth. <laughs> yeah, whatever, I remember. Right? I remember when he ta- uh, tried to take you down. I was there that day. Oh okay. yeah, that, that with the, house? the specific mansion that we went to that was abandoned, but not abandoned clearly, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. I didn't, I didn't mention it, but you wanted to say it. So, but that all stemmed from another house. You, you had taken. Uh, he gave you a house in Muskoka, or in Gravenhurst area, the and, cottage or whatever. Yes, right? yes. and you, yeah. instead of going alone, mm-hmm. I remember you went with a couple of other guys, mm-hmm. and that rubbed him the wrong way. Yeah. And then this mansion came up. It was almost as if him getting back at you yeah. for not going alone. It's all so stupid. What are you exactly talking about? What it was. It's so it's, stupid. It was like high school. That's why I'm like, what's wrong with this dude? Like, yeah. This dude clearly has nothing better to do than yeah. talk about either us or mainly Ethan for some reason. Yeah. It's just, it's very weird because Ethan's so young. I know. And that, I think that's the kind of like the weirdest thing for me that you have this like 40 plus year old man who's literally picking on a, a young adult, like almost like borderline teenager. Yeah. Like that's just, that's just weird And there's this whole me. thing of, of like Ethan stole binoculars. Who what? fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if Ethan wanted to steal binoculars from an abandoned house, whatever. Like I don't. Yeah. It's, I probably shouldn't have. But and if he okay. did, he did. If he didn't, he didn't. Right? I don't give a shit. Yeah. But. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like I think we need to invite him onto this podcast so he can defend himself. We will never disclose the information of this uh, podcast to... Yeah. Um, Your po- the podcast will be canceled if you bring him in. <laughs> I'm just saying, everyone... I've never had any bad issues with the guy. I can't say anything bad, but I'm not going to say anything good about him either because you guys will all chop my head off. What do you off. mean? The, the the cops did call your phone, right? Yes. Okay. But that, that thing, <laughs> that trap was set for you. He didn't know I was going to be there that day. But it doesn't matter. He knew you were there anyways. No, he didn't. Well, he that, kind of he could have assumed that we were probably all going to go together, he, right? Because he specifically said to me... Well, if Ethan wants the location, all he's got to do is ask, <laughs> right? So I'm like, 
And that's exactly what he said to me. And then he gave me the location to what he called the Miser Mansion, which he later dubbed the Avril Lavigne Mansion, which I don't even know if that was true or not. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he clearly knew that if obviously if Ethan is coming with us, then the odds are is Carlo's probably coming with us too. Because I mean, Carlo likes big, cool looking mansions. Mm -hmm. So why the hell wouldn't Carlo come with us? Right? It doesn't make sense. He knew that, right? He knew that there was an issue with the house and that it wasn't actually abandoned. He was setting us up from the very beginning. And, and while great. you have personally never had a problem with him, every single person you know in the world yeah. has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. That's why, you know, I, I hear the stories, but you know what I mean? For me, for the drama, yeah. it goes in one ear, out the other most of the oh, time yeah. because I don't yeah. want to deal with it because mm -hmm. I dealt with a lot of drama myself and I, I try to kibosh it right off yeah. the bat. Yeah, done. of course. Because that's not what this is about. This community is not about like fighting and stuff. It's mm -hmm. about helping each other. Mm -hmm. Each of us grow. Like, you know what I mean? If I can help you grow, help you grow, you help me grow, you help him grow. You can help me it grow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who needs to clean up the mess? Oh I'll help someone grow. Who said it? Who said it? Are those happy tissues or sad tissues? <laughs> oh my god. Well, when you grow, they're gonna be happy. <laughs> oh my god. So moving um, on from the drama. Yeah, moving on from the drama because it's just whatever. And honestly, like I said, I personally, I really don't care. It's it's interesting to talk about, but and I thought it needed to be kind of brought up. At one point or another, um, Dave, you didn't mention what your, I don't think you mentioned what your favorite explore was oh. of all time. I, or top two or whatever. I actually cannot pick one publicly say oh. what my best explore of all time is. His best explore. You ready for this? <sighs> Is my bum? I knew it. I oh knew this was coming. <laughs> oh my god! I was waiting for no, it. My my number one. Explore. I've been to two times, mm -hmm. but I can't say it out loud. Damn it! I can't. Well, you gotta well, tell, I'll me tell you guys off. I'm, interested. I'm yeah. interested. Is it the one where me and you went to? No. Don't say uh, it. Don't say it. No. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to talk about, right? You no. Know what I'm thinking of? No. <laughs> I know you're talking about. Brick. Hmm. Brick. Okay, leave it. Then we'll talk about it after. We'll talk yeah. about it after. So, what is the the best all time explore oh, that you thought man. that you can publicly? I mean, say? I would. Have, I guess it would you be know what? Two, right? I would have to say um, when I did Nanakoke Generating Station mm. by myself. Jesus, it was See? Um, always by himself. Huh? Yeah. yeah, it was. Well, what was supposed to happen was um, I was already scouting Nanakoke myself to to do it because I knew that it had closed down. Mm -hmm. um, I knew it had a security guard. And all I knew is that it was closed down. So I started going out that way and doing a little bit of reconnaissance and checking things out and like, you know, casually talking to the security guard. And I was kind of doing my, my legwork to figure it out. Then while I'm doing this, two friends of mine, uh, Bandit and Bad Peter, they post a phenomenal set of pictures from inside. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck, they beat me. <laughs> and of course they did because they're incredible explorers. And so, uh, again, I don't want to know a lot of, of information about how to do it. All I mm -hmm. need to know is that it can be done. And luckily, I had a couple of guys toss me a little bit of information about what I need to know, basically, about security, where to park. The rest is up to you. Mm -hmm. So it was supposed to be myself, Rhythm Rider, and a guy named uh, PK Dano. And um, <clears throat> so we, we had planned to go. Rhythm Rider got loaded the night before and broke a tooth. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> and he sucks. couldn't make it. 
something came up with Dan and he couldn't go. I had mentally set myself up for this explore. The, the largest turbine hall in all of North America is what Nanticoke was. Wow. A massive hydro coal power plant. That was that one. I remember the photos. It was like all the controls or whatever. Yep. The, right. the control room with the lights, the buttons, the monitor oh, still worked. Yeah. Big, long, yellow control room or uh, turbine hall. Oh, so I had mentally prepared myself for this. So I'm like, I am, I'm not backing out of this. I'm going to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. So I went, I parked. They had to park something like two, three kilometers away. Um, walk. You had to get under the fence. And then you had to basically wait for the security patrol to come around. They do it every hour. And then once they come around, you've now got about 45 minutes before he starts coming around mm-hmm. again. So now I have to get myself to the, um, the incline where the, the, coal, the coal excavator, not the excavator, but the uh, conveyors. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they get to get yourself to the conveyors and you climb up one conveyor and then down and then up another one and then down and then up another one. I was fucking lost. <laughs> I probably spent two hours trying to get myself into the actual building. Yeah. Then you're in the building and you're like, no idea where you are. Like the, the, the turbine hall could be up, it could be down, could be left, it could be right. So now I'm just in and I got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm on edge the entire time because I know that there's probably a security guard inside and there's definitely one outside but I don't know if there's one inside. <laughs> so don't want to make a sound. And so, um, you know, and you're in this place and every, you know, if you kick a stone, it falls down 10 stories and it makes a noise, you yeah. know, like everything is so loud. So I'm in here for, I don't know how long. And I finally find myself down on the main uh, turbine hall, find myself in the control room. The control room has these massive windows that face the turbine hall. And you are 100% exposed. If the security guard was doing a patrol, at any moment he could have walked by the control room and saw me. I was mm-hmm. so exposed. And uh, anyways, I did this whole thing by myself. And I was done. Packed up my shit. Now I don't know where the fuck I am to get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea where I came in from because I was just so excited. And uh, eventually I found myself my way out. I'm outside. I'm using the cover of shadows to get myself across the coal field. I'm on this road. I still have like a 15-minute walk to get out of the, the, the perimeter of the, the, of the property. I'm walking on the road. Do-do-do. Oh, fuck, I feel so good. I did it. I did it. I look behind. There's a fucking truck coming behind me. <laughs> Just turned the corner, probably like 100 feet behind me. So I'm like, fuck, there's a ditch. I don't know what's in this ditch, if it's water, if it's mud. I dove in the ditch. Put my head down, cover myself, and this slowly, 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 this hydro security truck drives right by me. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. He keeps driving, then he hits his brakes and stops. Fuck, my heart is pounding. And then he keeps going. So now, now I'm like, I don't know if he's going to go up this road and turn around. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what his route is. So I just haul ass. I have no water. I've been going for like four hours with no water, nothing to eat. I'm starving. I'm parched. You know, I'm dehydrated. I'm running up a hill, That's running that. down a hill. That's that military training. Yeah, right exactly. <laughs> for real, right? <laughs> Fuck, I finally got out, and I got in and out undetected. Probably my cra- probably the stupidest and craziest thing I've ever done. Wow, wow. very impressive. Besides That's the crazy. place I can't tell you guys about. 
Of Actually, course. now that you mentioned that story, I know exactly what sto- uh, place you're talking about. <clears throat> Carla, we're discussing it after. <laughs> I'm just saying, I know now. I know now. You think you do. Off the I air, do know. Right? Okay, we'll talk off the air. You tell me and I'll tell you if you're right. I guarantee it. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, was it recent that you went back to Detroit? Yes. Yeah? You I go to, to go Detroit. Curvy again? Yeah, I go to Detroit every year. Yeah. And um, one year I went to Gary, Indiana instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, during COVID, I didn't get to go, obviously, but I've, I went to Detroit last year for a few hours. Luckily, you see, my daughter lives, like, in Chatham. Oh, okay. So Chatham is, like, right, you know, not far at all from Detroit. So if mm-hmm. I go visit her for a few hours, then I'll just skip over the border to Detroit. Yeah. So I did a funeral home. I did Curvy. I did a huge church. It's, like, knock off three, four locations and then mm-hmm. come home. Yeah. I it's, mean, there's always tons of stuff to do over there. I remember I only did it once. We did quite a few locations. There was... Uh, the main area that we were doing, I think it was called High High Park, yeah, like that. Okay, where there's the college. Uh, so there's that one corner where there's the abandoned uh, apartment building. On the other side, there's an abandoned hospital. There's the abandoned college. It's okay. literally all in one street corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that place was very interesting. What do you think of Detroit's? It's definitely improving since everything kind of went to. Poop. I, uh, Certain areas are not the best, but yeah, they've done a pretty good job at, at tearing mm-hmm. down a lot of the old buildings. But there's still so much there. Yeah, it's still a dump. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I think some of those places are going to be there forever. Have you been to Detroit, Carlo? No, never, never, never. You definitely got to go. I at least to. once. I want to. Yeah. What the hell's stopping you? What the hell. Uh, everyone Just, tells me not to go to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> everyone says like, everyone that I've known that's driven through Detroit. Mm-hmm. The cops wait on the on the highway and they say, "Don't stop in these areas. Drive by quick." Okay, that might have been like maybe 25, 30 years ago. Not no, anymore. This is about five years, six years ago. I don't know. I mean, I've I've, I've had no problems. I've gone alone. Yeah. I've yeah. gone with groups. You got nighttime or no? No, no, no. I mean, do you go to nighttime here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes, but like. I wouldn't go, you would, I wouldn't you wouldn't go, go hang out in Jane and Finch at nighttime over here, right? <laughs> no, definitely no, not. No, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just be careful where you, where the hell you end up, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, apart from that, what uh, what else is next for you guys? Like, what uh, what are your focuses? I know you're focusing on cars and trying to revamp, uh, doing a lot more on YouTube. Is that what your plan is? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I'm still taking my time kind of getting back into the groove mm-hmm. because none of my car stuff is out. None of my yeah. vlogs I've done are out. Uh, but I'm doing, I'm going to be doing less abandoned and okay. working on uh, the vlogs, food stuff, uh, car, like all that stuff. Yeah. I want to expand my channel a lot more. And I have enough abandoned videos right now where I can sit down and do nothing for abandoned for the next two years. Nice. That's, how many, that's how many videos I, I have. wish. Wow. I fucking wish, bro. There's I still, like I still haven't even op- uploaded like the prison for women yet, and I was what one. Do you mean? And I was the first one in there with you, Rhythm Rider, and D Dog. That was in 2017. I would be uploading videos every day. I never uploaded those either. Yeah. Oh my god, you're insane. So, so you're focusing. How often are you uploading videos then? Well, right now I'm doing once a week, once every two weeks. Okay. Uh, before that, I was doing two or three times a week, but I took uh, two years off. Okay. So, got busy, right? Things right, things right. happen sometimes. Yeah. So, I had personal stuff going on, and it took me away from YouTube. Yeah. I'm back now, but I'm not back full time. I'm back where I'm only gonna upload when I want now, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I I, I want to get on a schedule, but 
there's still stuff in my personal life that I have to deal with, yeah. and I can't really commit 100% to YouTube. Yeah. So I'm going to do it maybe, I'm trying once a week, once every two weeks if the, at, at most now, mm -hmm. so... Slowly but surely, right? I think your first real road trip back was when we went, me, you, and Mo, we went to basically as far as South Carolina. Remember that? We met up with Lay. That was yep. like your first real yeah, yeah, yeah. big road trip since. And we did a lot. We yep. went all over the freaking place in a matter of, uh, how long were we in there? Like two weeks almost? Yeah, something like something that. Like that. I, think we wanted, I think Mo wanted to go to Texas, but <laughs> Carlo couldn't go out that long. And I'm just like, no, Mo, it's not going to happen, right? But well, what, I had to go whatever. back. I had certain things to deal with. So Yeah, so but we had a great time. We, had, we did some really cool, cool stuff. Like we got into like places that most people never go in South Carolina. Because like, we, we met we had a friend um, that we were meeting up with. It was... Uh, one of the people that worked with Mo on his show. Okay. Um, and she was a medium. So she does like a lot of haunted stuff kind of like us. And she was kind of like showing us a bunch of cool little spots, like local, local hangouts, local. She took us to uh, the abandoned military base. Yep. The, the, I think it was like a barracks or whatever building, which was really cool. Cause yep. we had literally permission from essentially the U S army <laughs> to yep. go into this place, wow, which was cool. super cool. And yeah. it's also haunted. So it's got some like cool haunted history to it as well. Like you would never be able to do something like that. Yeah. Um, and then she took us to the haunted carriage house. And then I think we went back after that. We did a, we had a beach day. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the beach day. That was a good time. Right? The, the food out there was awesome. Oh, like yeah. the, the last place we went to that barbecue place was amazing. Oh, dude, I've been like, everybody, I, I tell everybody that was like one of the best barbecue places I've ever had. And the, um, we went to Charleston and we went to the, uh, the what was it? The Brazilian. Yes, the Brazilian barbecue. And I said, yeah. I said, guys, this is going to be the best Brazilian barbecue you've ever had in your life. And was I wrong? No, it was good. No, it was, it was the best. Delicious. Yeah, it was 100%. absolutely amazing. And we even got to meet a crazy guy on the streets, too. <laughs> a crazy guy? Oh, yeah. What was he talking about? I remember he was giving us this name, and it was a, it was one of the former mayors of Charleston. He kept saying this name. I don't even remember. Do you remember the name anymore? No, I don't. Oh, my God. It was like it the, was funny. We have, a, we have a vlog on it. It was nice. just hilarious because he kept going on about this name. And then finally, Mo was like trying to give him a couple bucks so he would leave. But he just wouldn't <laughs> leave. He just like, and he was just trying to like follow us around. I guess he needed some friends. But whatever. Um, what about you, Dave? What's what's next on the docket? What um, are your focus? So coming into the summer, I like to do a lot of, um, I mean, obviously exploring is uh, all the time. Um, I'm going to do a couple of nights of backcountry camping. Um, not so much backcountry, but I'm going to uh, Flower Pot Island mm -hmm. in Tobermory. Oh, that place is cool. You so been basically, before? I've been, but I've yeah. never camped. Right. There's only six campsites. And I didn't even know you can camp yeah, there. So you take the, the ferry across, okay. and you, you basically book your, two camp, your campsite, mm -hmm. and then at 6.30 p.m., the last ferry leaves, mm -hmm. and you have the island to yourself what? all night. It's you and whoever else is camping there. But again, there's only six campsites. Right. So you have so the whole island to yourself. When you say six campsites, are you talking like literally six tents or like six individual campsites? There's six Because the island is not that big. No, like you can only, you can only put like one max two tents on a campsite. Oh, okay. So it's still pretty small. Yeah. So literally like a dozen tents on the entire island, yes. essentially. And they're all kind of contained in the same area. Yeah. Like they're pretty far apart. And then you have the whole place to yourself until the first... Ferry comes in, whatever, like 9.30 in the morning mm -hmm. or 11 and whatever time it is. So I'm going to do that. And then... Um, Dude, you're going to make it like epic survival style. Dude, I might. Like, I might. Yeah. Guys, do you hear that? <laughs> I think it's a squirrel. 
<laughs> that's, a, that's a dangerous squirrel. I did book a backcountry in Algonquin but that would work. It's going to be a 10-kilometer hike to my campsite. Wow. Yeah. Nice. We did something like that, too. So I remember when we went, did you ever hear the story about when Mo, Rennie, and I were supposed to go camping in Algonquin? Yep. We might have even invited you. And, of course, it was the same thing because we knew <laughs> Mo was not going to last. We were even surprised he lasted the night. Yeah. we were. That was surprising. So um, same thing. We were supposed to do, I think it was supposed to be like 20 kilometers. But we were going to do it like over, I think... I think Rennie had booked it actually for the first night, but let me tell you, the spot where we camped was not the campsite that we booked. <laughs> we just got very fortunate that we ended up at this random lake, and Mo's like, screw it, this is good. I'm just like, all right, cool. We, I got a couple of beers that I carried in my bag. That's about all I got, yeah. so let's drink a little bit, Rennie, because Mo doesn't drink. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, and then we just kind of like hung out the entire night. And then I think we were supposed to do it for like three to four days, right? And I told mm -hmm. Reddy, I'm like, bro, you know this is not going <laughs> to... If he survives the first night, that'll be an achievement yeah. in and of itself. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And uh, he, you know, by, defeated all the odds and he survived one night. But let me tell you, we ended up hiking back to the car to the car, <laughs> and not to the actual oh, original booked site. And... Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, yeah, um, so I've got, um, hopefully in a few weeks, we'll get Carlo and Rhythm Ryder and I back together. Yes, a three-ply mafia, Yeah, we'll baby. do a three-ply reunion. Um, I'm also working on another documentary, which is taking a lot of my time. Cool. Can you, is it on a person? Yeah, this one's about a person. It's about a guitar player from Hamilton named Bill Dillon. Okay. And uh, so he's uh, 72 years old. He's been, uh, he's played with everybody you can imagine. Like who? Uh Robbie Robertson, Sarah McLaughlin. Oh wow, cool. Um uh who just died? Um the, the dude with the hair. Right? <laughs> the dude with the hair? Am I right? I don't know. Uh, I'm, drawing, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. But anyways, he's played with uh so many artists yeah. from the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, and he's a very uh, accomplished guitar player. So I'm mm -hmm. doing a documentary on him. Uh, so that's taking up a lot of my time and obviously I'm getting out like once a month at least mm -hmm. to hit some bandos and it's not the most high quality content that I'm putting out these days like like you know talk about Carlo putting out you know once a week or every two weeks mm -hmm. I'm doing like one or two a week but it's all just low quality shit like I've I in come terms to a, of like the actual location is low both, quality lo okay. both because I found the more effort I put into editing a video mm -hmm. the less people see it okay <laughs> So why would I spend, you know, an entire night doing narration, voiceover, yeah. and, yeah. you know, transitions, and all this shit, when it's not going to get seen by anybody anyway. Yeah. So I'm having a bit of a struggle these days on YouTube. Um, I'm not going to quit, but mm -hmm. I'm just having a bit of a struggle in terms of... It's like I got to get over this hump. Yeah, you YouTube's, know? YouTube's kind of weird like that. I've, I've experienced that too, where you have these weird, like, I don't know, you expect something to do really well, and then... It, you know, just didn't quite take off the way you expected it to. Yeah. And it's like, same thing like you're saying, where you put all this effort into this video and building all this. And what he's talking about is like when you build a documentary section of a video and you add all the narration and you're going through yeah. all the B-roll and the photos and this, that stuff takes longer than filming the actual yeah. video itself. And, like and when most I people see don't realize that. Ethan uses a generic thumbnail. Mm -hmm. He doesn't use tags. Mm -hmm. He puts a 10-word description. Yeah. <laughs> and he's getting five-digit views yeah. now he's got a younger he's a younger guy younger audience different audience mm -hmm. but i'm just um like my high season is like november to january yeah yeah 
And then after January, when it goes into February, March, I'm currently in my lowest of the low season. Your view, you mean like your views slow down, yeah. right? Yeah. And like a video that would potentially get, you know, really good views in December mm -hmm. is only getting like minimal views right now. So right. I'm very, I'm putting very little effort into it. Yeah. So well, I mean, during November, December are typically the two highest CPM months. Yeah. yeah. So typically what's happening is YouTube is pushing videos more that like recommending them more to newer people or even to your audience. I don't know. There's this weird thing. I get complaints all the time where people who originally turned on notifications on YouTube and they're just not getting, not that, getting them. Yeah. Right. Um, either they're, maybe they're just not, maybe they're subscribed to so many people that they're not seeing them. That happens to me sometimes too. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I didn't get this person's notification. Like I always, mm -hmm. this person always goes live at 8 PM every Monday to Friday. How come I didn't see the notification? Then you just realize that you have so many, subscriptions that you just didn't see it um, but then there are the odd occasion where people are just not getting the notifications or the recommendations altogether which is just yeah. annoying like i never get notifications for carlo's mm -hmm. video because i'm <laughs> not subscribed oh, to his okay <laughs> okay <laughs> wow <Shots fired>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was brutal no my my even my viewers don't get my uh, notifications because i took such a long period of time off right oh, okay yeah when I did come back for the the first, I think three months when I first started posting again, it did. It took about three months for them to be like, "Oh my God, when did you come back?" Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, there, there's there's some glitch in the YouTube right now. Yeah, yeah so. for for me, I don't think I've taken time off from YouTube in the last like three years. Yeah, neither. Have I, I think yeah. I've can like the longest for me, and that's like pushing it is like. By the time I've got to like the third day, it's like, I haven't <laughs> uploaded yet. Oh boy, everybody's going to be mad. <laughs> yeah, I even like when I go on vacation, yeah. I, I actually schedule my videos. Like really? if my wife and I are going to go to D Dominican Republic for a week mm -hmm. and a half, I'll like pre-do two videos yeah. and then optimize them <clears throat> and then upload them and schedule them so that, that, makes sense, yeah. so that I don't ever miss. So it's always like one or two a week, every week. Yeah, sometimes I do that too. Sometimes if um, I'll, I'll try and edit like two videos ahead, yeah. So that way I can just literally hit. I I don't like scheduling because mm -hmm. the the once or twice that I did it, I've managed to screw it up, <laughs> and then you end up uploading a video at two thirty in the morning when everybody's <laughs> asleep, and you're like, why did this video automatically? I swear I hit p.m. Yeah, right, not a.m. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> but then all of a sudden you've realized that you've uploaded the video by accident because you scheduled it and you either scheduled it in the wrong time zone or whatever uh -huh. the hell it was. So now it's like I'm very particular. I have to physically sit there and switch the video in my YouTube studio to public. Right. Hit the save button and let everybody, you know, get mm -hmm. that notification, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, YouTube's kind of been weird these days. I've, I've noticed even if you guys like look back at your older views, yeah. you're like some of your stuff. Like, I mean, OK, I get it that the locations were very different back in the day. There was like mansion galore. Yes. back. You had the mafia mansion and this mansion and drug dealer mansion and all those crazy. <laughs> Crazy places that you guys used to do, and a lot of those don't exist anymore. Yeah. But, but even still, like the algorithm's weird. Sometimes it seems like it favors certain people. Totally. Um, and like I see it with even my friend Brent. Right. Oh. Even he like when my friend Brent TV took off. I don't know if you know who he is. No. He's the SpongeBob popsicle guy. Okay. Right. <laughs> so he's like pretty well known these days on YouTube. Right. Yeah. He went from a thousand subs to two million subs in probably i don't know what was it, like three months jesus christ four months wow. something like that two million really something like that yeah yeah now he's at over three. Oh wow yeah but and even they his mainly came from 
mainly came from shorts, shorts. essentially. Yeah. So he did fuck a- shorts. <laughs> you know, listen, shorts work. Though. I, I gotta I gotta talk about this. Mm-hmm. When YouTube monetized shorts, I did a test. It was what was it in February, March, whatever month they decided that this is when we're gonna start monetizing shorts. I did a short every single day. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Whether it, and it was, I tried to do new content okay. or like repurposing of old. I went way back into my archives and I did a one minute short every single day of the month and nothing picked up except for one. Just one. One. How many, and how many did you do in total? I did 31 shorts. I did one short every day wow. and I optimized them. You know, I published them properly. Um, the one that did well, <laughs> it was this house in London that... I clickbaited it that it looks like Elvis Presley's Graceland. Oh my I God. was totally riding off the balls of the Elvis Presley. <laughs> that's amazing. Movie. And it picked up right away. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everybody that's interested in Elvis Presley starts watching this. I made $4. Yeah, shorts, <laughs> yeah. shorts do not pay. I have, hang on. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up some of mine because I've had some, some big ones since they started actually properly monetizing them. Okay. Let's see. So while you're looking that up, what I'm going to say yeah. is the other problem that I have is with YouTube my youtube will only let me have one well-performing video at a time okay so if if a video all of a sudden gets picked up Mm -hmm. and it's getting really really good views high high hourly views then all my other videos go down Mm -hmm. in views okay and what was happening was this one minute short of the fake graceland mansion was taking all my views so a video that would normally be getting massive views every hour got got bumped for this stupid one minute Graceland short that I made $4 on. Mm-hmm. So I took it down because it was stealing all my other videos thunder. Yeah, it's, it, I, I don't know. I, it, I find weird stuff like that sometimes too. But I got massive subscribers from it. Right. That's one thing that you were telling me about is that right. the subscribers is probably the thing that is the most worth it coming from. But the shorts my for revenue 100%. did not change with the even with the new subscribers. subscribers right yeah you know why it didn't work for you wasn't ubc certified <laughs> <laughs> okay Carl. <laughs> UBC certified. i think so, it's it's i mean it's got to be because shorts viewers are a certain type of person shorts yes, viewers tiktok yes. reels types of people yeah. they're not the average person who's going to sit and watch a half hour an hour long long form video right so they're not converting over to the videos that you want them to watch to make the money on right that's exactly it so they're watching um you know they flip through that one time they subscribed yeah some of the it's, it's interesting because brent's blew up on shorts and managed to maintain a consistent following right but we have to remember our the way we do our videos are typically longer. Yeah. Right. So Brent's videos are kind of like between eight to 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only so much time you can push opening up a SpongeBob popsicle or <laughs> mining some sort of toy. Yeah, right. Yeah. And even Brent to this day has told me many times, he's like, I don't know how this happened. Like, I can't figure it out. Like, how did I get this lucky that I'm doing this well on YouTube? Like, it makes mm-hmm. no sense. Right. Right. Even him. He's like, he's trying to been trying to figure it out. And then sometimes he'll do videos and they do really bad. Or sometimes he'll do some videos that take no effort and they do really really well yeah and he's like i just can't figure it out i'm just doing my thing and this is just what happens yeah right um but yeah so one of my top shorts one of my most recent top shorts i don't even remember when i uploaded this it's got 380,000 views i gained 3300 subscribers from it um i made 39 (laughs) dollars 
$39. How many views again? 33,000? Uh, no, it's 380,000. Yeah. Fuck. There's one that I have that got my most viewed got 848,000. And this was a combination of being before monetization with shorts. I yeah. mean, they were already still technically monetizing them, yeah. Yeah. but it just pe- it would it would hit like a certain number like $5 and then it would peter off and then you just wouldn't make anything yeah. for some reason past that and then they monetized it later. So I right. gained out of 848,000 views, I got 4100 subs and made $30.56. Jesus. $30. Yes. So people who think that like we're going viral on these shorts and they yeah. think that we're making like some real money and no. like it's nothing. Like you can't you can't even go for dinner. With, no. So you can have McDonald's, <laughs> right? You can afford McDonald's after for that. For one shit. meal. And Basically. then it's like, you know, like at work, if if you if you perform well at work, mm-hmm. you get an increase right. in salary. It should work the same way with YouTube. If you if if like if, if you pick up 10,000 subscribers, there should be a bump in revenue. Yeah. But, you know, all the subscribers I got from that stupid Elvis Presley Graceland thing, mm-hmm. and I got nothing from it. Yeah. It's, I feel like, so when it comes to shorts, it's like you got to do a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. So you got to gain like 100,000 subs mm-hmm. in order to like pull, you know, 1,000, yeah. 2,000, 3,000, or 10,000 extra views right. on the main channel videos for that because the content is completely different, right? Like yeah. if you're going from showing somebody a clip of for 45 seconds and then you want to show them a clip for 45 minutes right. it's two completely different things yeah. right yeah. so and some people's attention spans are short and they don't want to sit there and watch a very long did you just what did you just carlo? do <laughs> <laughs> just pointed at carlo and i said short attention spans i didn't say short in height <laughs> throw one of these cameras at you <laughs> oh my god but yeah i don't know youtube has been uh, really really weird lately yeah um there was one thing you wanted to point it out right um a certain video that you maybe saw oh i was looking through a bunch of them I, I i one thing that quickly grabbed my attention on one of your videos was batman so i was looking at <laughs> the uh what is it a abandoned church using batman versus oh superman. yes curvy so when they filmed batman versus superman they filmed it in detroit mm-hmm. and they used a whole bunch of abandoned detroit buildings and a very quick clip of from one of the fight scenes can i guess you watch the movie right so you know oh, yeah. so is yeah. it at, at the very end when he where he's doing the martha standing above is it when i don't know batman's st- okay so i don't know but um what's funny is that if you know detroit abandoned buildings and you watch the fight scene they're they're fighting in one building and then they push through a wall and they're then they're in another, another building in the ah, other part of town yes. oh that's funny it's crazy and uh so there there was a scene in that church and uh they got a bit of an influx of cash to for for that and then I had gone to that church in 2016 after the movie came out and they were redoing the roof and they were doing a bunch of renovations inside with the cash that they got. But then whatever that happened, they ran out of money mm-hmm. or they sold it and now it's gone to shit again. Mm. Or maybe somebody stole the money. Yeah, something. something. I don't know, man. That's, I remember, yeah, when I went to Detroit, we tried to go to that exact same church and yeah. there was people working on it outside. We're like, damn it, man. I really wanted to do that. Yeah, well, they let us in. Oh, um, like the construction? Yeah, thing? the construction workers let us in. Oh, yeah. And that was the second location in Detroit that day that we asked permission to, to come inside. Hmm. Both of them were used in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the construction workers just said, yeah, just come in. Just You can't go into this level. Just mm-hmm. be careful. And 
Yeah, because yeah. I remember in your, uh, it was your recent uh, clip on Instagram or something that you were like mentioning how bad the floors oh, were. So bad. So what, what was it? Like they were about to like cave it. Like you can feel them buckling yes. under, under your weight? Yeah. Oh boy. So bad. Oh, that sucks. Like there's stupid decisions I've made and <laughs> some of the floors I've stepped on. <laughs> I've, I've done the same thing. I remember, okay, I think we've both done the same place. I think probably us two and maybe James mm-hmm. were probably the only ones ever actually do this location. Um, there was a big abandoned school. We'll call it the Hogwarts, the French Hogwarts School of Canada. Do you remember, it's been abandoned for like 50 years or some shit? Oh, I know where you mean. You know which yeah, one I'm talking about, I right? Talking I just don't about. want to yeah. say the yeah, name. Yeah. I don't even remember the name of it. I don't Me remember neither. exactly where it is, yeah. but yeah. Um, that place, first of all, was disgusting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There was literally mold growing on top of oh, mold. So I've no. never seen anything like this. We we didn't stay there very long because it was just, it was so rough yeah. and it was the middle of the night and uh yeah it was just kind of sketchy but do you remember the floors in some of the the rooms in that building was kind of like the same i remember mm-hmm. like walking in and as you're walking in you feel like the floor <laughs> starting to sink so you start slowly backing off yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah I'm, if i walk any further into this place like i'm i'm going drop down. it right down yeah, yeah there's there's no way and i think also the paisley inn yeah, did oh, you ever go man, to that place? So bad, yeah. right? That place was rough. It was the same <laughs> thing anywhere you walk because there was so much water dripping from the roof, yeah. and all the floors were all made of wood. The higher you got, the worse. Right. Yeah. There was in some areas in the second floor there was no floor. Yeah, but I remember my friend like going up. I'm like, bro, do not stand on that floor because uh-huh. you will go from floor two to floor was... one, and then probably to floor zero after <laughs> that, so and then dangerous. probably floor casket after that <laughs> one. Right? Like you're not gonna. This is not a good idea. But yeah. that that place was rough. And then the Paisley Inn, did you hear what they did with that? Or what they're planning on doing with it? They demolished it. They demolished it. They're actually about to build a, I don't know if it's like a hotel or something, that looks exactly the same. (laughs) It's so good. It's actually kind of cool. I saw like the 3D images of that. I'll show you guys afterwards. That's pretty cool. uh, My friend sent it to me. I'm like, what the hell? That's super cool. But um, anything else? I want to ask, going back to the topic of YouTube. So you guys have experience. You've been on for a few years. You both, I was looking at your channels, you both have videos that have done you have quite a few videos that have done close to a million views, mm-hmm. over a million views. You both have both have done yeah. over. Now, talking about the there's ups and downs and who knows what's going on with the YouTube algorithm and that, is there any maybe advice that you might have? Like, you know, someone starting out, even I was gonna say something somebody like like me, because I've been off of YouTube for a couple of years and I want to start again. So do you have any advice for one thing that we asked Ethan in the last episode? I asked him the same question. He said, just keep going, mm-hmm. keep going, be consistent and do it. So I don't know if you guys have any different experience. You might want to say something well, new. Well, you, got, you, got you have to be consistent to be relevant on YouTube mm-hmm. and just, posting consistently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Posting and being active on your social media yeah. or else people will forget about you. And don't be saying stuff like, what is up, guys? Because that's so... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I I love that that kind of stuff. I'm the type of person... I can't take myself seriously, and I see where Dave's coming from. It's just like, dude, to me, everything's a joke. Like, I don't care, right? Like, make fun of me if you want. But what is up, guys? This is photography here with a big, bad, old, abandoned adventure. (laughs) I feel like the viewers will will notice that you're having fun with it, too. Yeah, Yeah, right. They'll enjoy that too. Well, the other thing is that, like, something like this stupid tagline, and if people that don't like it, well, they're going to comment that they don't like it. That's a comment. 
right? And then that draws another comment. Mm -hmm. And now you've got comments of people who don't like what you're doing. Right. Well, now you're just being seen by more people, right? Like I did a house once that was an abandoned house and it had a fire uh, smoke detector chirping in the background. Oh, Everyone got mad at me. But as if you could do something about that. Yeah, well, like, no, but dude, they're like, like how, can you, how can you say this house is abandoned when the smoke alarm is chirping? Oh my God. Mm. Right? So everyone batteries exist yeah everyone was commenting on that so i got like thousands of comments which made more views which told the algorithm that people are commenting on my video right. so say stupid shit right. <laughs> I, what, I'm, what i'm taking from this conversation is annoy all of your viewers yes. that's, what I'm, yes. that's what i'm learning okay got it thank you i would say um yeah the whole consistency thing is one thing um but don't have any expectations because a video that you have no idea will do so well. Like Carlos got Carlos million view video of this fucking moldy <laughs> drug dealers time pool abandoned the, dealers nineteen seventies weird looking house with indoor pool. <laughs> you know what? But you know what I think really really made it so successful is your red hair exactly. with the shave down the center. What color, what color no. is your hair right now, Carlos? No color. You no. have no color in your hair? No color. I don't think there's I see been some a... gray. I mean... Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Can I have to deal with guys like him? <laughs> no, but that's it. Like, you have no idea what's going to work, you know? And I'll put up a video, and then for the first week, it does nothing. And then a week, two weeks later, all of a sudden, it takes off. Mm -hmm. And it'll... I've had a video stay taken off for a year, and mm -hmm. then it just dropped. For no fucking reason, it just yeah. Dropped. There's, it's like, it's like YouTube's got this. We I noticed this with my shorts especially, because um, none of my main channel videos get recommended that much. Right. I have had some videos like recently. There was like five, six videos in a row that all got like fifty thousand views plus, which is great. Whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but what I noticed was, with the short system, it's so weird. One will get recommended. And then all the other ones also got re get recommended, not as much, yep. but they all simultaneously kind of get recommended. So for me, I just kind of use shorts as like a little teaser mm -hmm. for the videos, yeah. whether it's like a past video or a video coming up, whatever. I just kind of put them out there and, you know, pull in a few extra subscribers if somebody wants, if they like what they're seeing there, they yeah. might want to watch the full version, right? So I just do it for whatever. Um, it does help. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I had like one recent month where I gained like five, six thousand subs just in one month. And mm -hmm. most of them came from shorts. Right. Right. Yeah. You're, you're not going to get rich quick off of shorts. But I mean, that's YouTube's definitely not a get rich quick scene anyway. Yeah. So is what it is. Yeah. The other thing I would say is um, I like to say that I've invented a, a cartoon character version of my real self mm -hmm. for my YouTube channel. So the, the, what, the, the me that you're seeing on YouTube is pretty much me, but maybe like on drugs or something <laughs> more animated like yeah that, so, that type of, so, little, a little bit of speed right yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so and and definitely say what is up guys mm -hmm. as much as possible <laughs> make your make your subscribers mad yeah and angry and make them not drop comments got it yeah. <laughs> i'm taking notes and thinking i did steal that from him that yeah. whole thing came from him because when because his his videos he would start his videos what is up guys and then, so here we're in that asylum that night, and this is the weekend that he convinced me, because I used to hide my face. 
right? I never showed what I looked like. Mm. And he's like, you got to come out from behind the camera. You got to start doing videos, start talking. And so the first thing I'm doing from watching Carl's videos, I'm making fun of him. Oh, what is up, guys? What is up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> and so Rhythm Rider and I both started doing it at the same time. And we started our videos as a joke, saying, what's up, guys? Being funny. And then it just fucking turned into what I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to be known for that. And I don't want to be sound like I'm swagger jacking other people because I didn't invent it. Yeah. It's but just, it's, it's just become my thing. It's like one of those words that just kind of becomes a, a habit. That yeah. You just start saying the word and you just, it just sticks. Oh, right? you yeah. said that in many of your videos as well. What is up guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, well I like, mean, for me, it's mostly just like the beginning. I'm just be like, what's up guys. Welcome yeah. back to yeah. whatever, whatever. Right. Think about like when, when somebody invents a new word. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the word bando, everybody bando. hated the word bando. When it first came out, everybody hated it. Mm-hmm. And so then you'll start saying it sarcastically, right? And then it becomes a part of your vocabulary. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. There's lots of words and like that. And now everyone Bro. says it. Bro. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of words like that. Yeah. And so that's like the, with the what is up guys things. I started doing it sarcastically and now I just, I can't not do it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yo, that's arms, bro. What does that even mean? Like, I don't think that one lasted very long for no, good reason. definitely did. That was like some weird Toronto slang. Like, Yo, with his arms, bro. Cheese, bro. I'm cheesed. Still, you'll still. That's the haunted sound that you hear in a Toronto abandoned mansion. Yep. <laughs> All righty. All right. Um, yeah, believe it or not, we went uh, two hours and 11 minutes. Oh, my God. That's Seriously. a long podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Long. It says it right there. On the, you can see it Past on the TV. Carlos bottom bedtime. Right. Bottom right. Yeah. Bedtime. Yeah. We got cuddle. Uh, I'm going home. I no, can't cuddle yeah. with you. So... Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be it for us tonight. It's been a blast. Thank you to both uh, Dave and Carlo for coming out. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Um, Go and check them out. I'll leave their link down in the description below. Freetography on Facebook, Mm -hmm. Instagram, Reddit, my website, (laughs) uh, YouTube. Did I say YouTube? Mm -hmm. Uh, Instagram, TikTok. Patreon. Patreon, Patreon, yeah. <laughs> Twitter, Patreon, Twitter. Find me at Kofi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I may or may not be reading off of your YouTube page right now. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Um, do you have a Tumblr? You want to show your Tumblr? I, I do, but I don't use it anymore. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I don't think anybody uses <laughs> he Tumblr He sends those anymore. pictures directly to Carlo now. <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, and then thank you to Carlo for joining us. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, Carlo Paulo. Screw, screw this guy here. <laughs> <laughs> screw this guy here. Where, what, what, are, what channels are you on? Everything that you're not. So, yeah, so just follow Freetography on Facebook, <laughs> on YouTube, on Instagram. Yeah, can you guys follow him? Because you know what I mean? I took two years off and he still can't pass me. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Carl got the last Damn. word for sure on that Damn. one. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, well, I just like to point out who the hell is ahead of both of you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know, like 130,000. No, 108, I think. Yeah, you're way over like 100. That, so. yeah. I'm surprised but. everyone hasn't passed me in my two year absence. I'm surprised everyone. <laughs> that, that was. I passed you. We're talking about. No, I know, I know. I, more should have. More Ethan, oh, okay. Ethan should have yeah. passed me by now. He's yeah. almost he, there, yeah. He should have passed me. Rhythm Rider should have passed me. Yeah. Because they were all still yeah. doing very well while I was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you swung off Mo's nuts for three years, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> What do you mean? The YouTube algorithm was doing good things for Carlo back in the day, right? Well, back in the day. Yeah. And I fell off. 
Yeah. When I left, I was doing. I was probably one of my best uh, best times. Yeah, but yep. with should have never stopped. Ha- but it happens. It happens. Personal stuff do, happened, right? and that's it. I, yeah. I couldn't yeah. put YouTube as Fam- my first honestly, thing. Honestly, family over YouTube any so, day. Definitely, so, uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, also we got uh, Moshi over here. Go and follow him at Moshi. Was it under uh, comma? It's Moshi <laughs> comma. I'm never gonna remember gotta, this, but I've got to get that fixed. It's Moshi yeah. Yo on Instagram, on YouTube mainly, and mm-hmm. uh, more is coming. And I really want to thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for both being the first pair yes. guests mm. that we've ever had on yep. our podcast. It's very the exciting. first the, uh, deadly, the deadly duel. The deadly oh. duel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, uh, thank you so much, guys. And of course, you guys know me on YouTube, exploring with Angelo. If uh, you guys are new here and don't know me. Go and follow me as well there and uh on my second channel Ange bona tv and uh subscribe here as well smash the like button for uh i think i'm like halfway to wasted with uh <laughs> if you guys have been hearing like a random ding, ding, <laughs> if you guys are gonna be on the podcast just get used to it because yeah. yeah if i'm sitting here i'm gonna be drinking something so um yeah again smash the like button subscribe if you're new turn those post notifications <laughs> on also go follow us on in- <laughs> <laughs> Go and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the what is our Instagram Brave Twitter? Brave Podcast, Podcast zero, zero Zero. Right. Brave Podcast Zero Zero on Instagram and Twitter. And uh we'll see you guys next time. Peace Thanks for watching. Thanks.